on show. Get this party on the road. How fast can this light go? Whoa, yeah. Celebrity guests from the East Coast to the West. Who knows who he has next? At Greg Carrasco, trending Twitter like a bomb. Tens of thousands on his lawn. He's even followed by your mom. What? Broadcasting live. Here is your warning. The topics are flowing every Saturday morning. Car talk like Sherlock. The guy knows wheels like a Dow stock. Movie talk on the boardwalk. Shoot facts like a tomahawk. So entertaining. Turn up the station. There's no more waiting. The show is beginning. It's too late to escape. Let's go. Here's your host. Greg Carrasco. Yet again, against all odds, comes to you every Saturday morning, 8 to 11 a.m. Here is where the minds meet every Saturday morning. If you're listening to my voice, you're still alive. Love that. Well, it's good for some people, I guess. For some. Good morning, Nick. How are you? Good morning, Greg. How are you doing? I am. Uh, I'm. You know, I have to say that I am a little tiny bit tired this morning. It's been such an amazing week uh, of inf- jujitsu information overload. Uh, we um, we had a, an amazing and super super special visitor from Abu Dhabi. Um, you know, anyone that's in jujitsu understand that there are lineages. You know, we. We all have a professor who had a professor, and they had a professor, and so on. So my partner in 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 good friend Luis, um, his professor, uh, his name is Flavio, um, who is the head of training jujitsu training for the Abu Dhabi Army. He's from Brazil, but he's been in Abu Dhabi for some time now, and he's a you know fifth degree black belt, trained with some of the highest level of jiu-jitsu players on, on the planet, uh, sat in the corner of many UFC fighters and so on. He um, <clears throat> he flew in this week and uh, we, we had a seminar last last Sunday and he's he's been at the school the entire week and it's just, it's been intense, you know, it's, it's been intense. Uh, you know, my, uh, 
my partner Luis's wife last night. Uh, no, actually, no. It was uh, it was her friend and one of the mothers of uh, a really important kid in our in our school uh, asked me, "What's the difference between you know learning from the professor and learning from anyone else?" Is and the only way that I could explain it is that I don't know if you've ever seen how the the second hand runs on a Rolex. Have you ever seen that? Yeah, I think I have. You yeah. have. You see, in regular watches, they, it goes tick, 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 tick. And a Rolex, it just glides. You know, it just glides. You, you get the same information, but it, the, the smoothness of it all is he is like a, he's like a Rolex movement. It's, it's so precise. The precision and, and ease in which the movement is, uh, is put forward is like, oh. And, uh, you know, he is quite possibly one of the most dangerous humans that I've ever met in real life. But he is equal parts a nice person. He's one of the nicest, most humble people that you could ever meet. And and then he goes right back to this, like, you know, greatness doesn't need to be boisted out. You know, you don't need to yell it out on the streets. You know, you recognize greatness when you're around it. So it's been a super intense week. And I wanted to use the show as a platform to just say, send out a big shout out to um, Professor Flavio. Uh, from FB team uh, for you know visiting Okta BJJ in in Oakville and that we, we we put the uh, the seminar for free as a as a gift to our students and our friends I know that a lot of schools bring important people and you charge them you know to give them some you know some back and they use it as a as a revenue generating opportunity uh, we decided to do it backwards we you know we decided to use the seminar to pay back to our students for their loyalty for 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 their care for the school and Okta BJ BJJ has just exploded, man. We're almost full. Um, we are the only Brazilian jiu-jitsu academy in Oakville, and uh, the, the vibe is just unbelievable. Would you ever open the second location, maybe? Absolutely. Yeah. Would you? <laughs> Don't you know me? Don't you know me, homie? Of course. We're already in conversations, man. This is, uh, that's what the plan is. I don't, believe, I don't believe in competition. I never have. Right. I don't believe in competition. I believe in domination. If you're not planning to do something that is remarkable, if, if you are not planning to do something that couldn't possibly be ignored, what's the point of doing it? Hmm. Like, yeah. you know, don't try. Just go in all the way. And that's the only way you're going to find out whether, you know, you can validate all your assumptions or not. You know, it's the same thing that I've done in the car industry. You know, I didn't want to just be a car guy. I wanted to be the most influential car person that ever lived in Canada. And I'm talking from an automotive think tank standpoint. And, you know, I think I've stuck pretty close to that. I challenge anyone that actually works in the car industry, that sells cars for a living to, to challenge that spot. You know, we, uh, we became Canada's largest automotive radio show quite a few years back. Now, we don't talk a lot, a lot about cars anymore because cars are just boring, man. Who wants to talk about cars all the time? Like, you know, folks, you change the oil every six months, thousand kilometers. How many times can I possibly answer that question? Well, you know, maybe it's because, you know, you, you've had this show, you know, uh, for 14 years. So maybe it's because you used to talk about it a lot and now you're just sick of it. I'm not sick of it. I... I the automotive industry is still my area of expertise, right, but not from right. a mechanical standpoint. I, I don't have a single mechanical bone in my body. I, I do not. I don't comprehend it. It's a language that I don't want to learn. Uh, my knowledge is, is mostly rest 
It's not restricted to, but it's, it's my preference is to talk about the philosophy of buying a car, to the understanding of the industry as a whole. Uh, and from that, I, I, I challenge anyone to, to question my principles because um, uh, 12 or so years ago when we moved away from commission – I, I was almost kicked out of the industry by competitors. You know, what are you doing, Greg? You're killing everything. And look at everybody else now. Everybody now, today, they're like, oh, maybe oh, maybe we should, uh, we should, we should go no, no commission now. What do, you, what, what do you think? Maybe we should put our salespeople on salary. You know, or maybe, maybe we should increase retention. You know? That's the way, the, in my mind, my competitors sound, right? How they sound, With yeah. all these brilliant ideas, like, oh, my God, you are so smart. <laughs> oh, you know, you know what we should also do. Uh, we we should we should join this thing that uh, uh, they call social media. We should sell some cars on social. You know, we were selling cars on Facebook in two thousand and eight. <laughs> if you're really getting into that game now, you're too late. It's gone. It's finished. I'm sick of it. I last time I actively tweeted was in two thousand and thirteen. Because Twitter is just its not a real thing anymore. It's not, uh, it's not something that, uh, at least in Canada, in the U.S., probably is a big deal, but not, not in Canada anymore. Uh, you know, saying that, the show is brought to you by Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity. And like I was saying just a couple of seconds ago, we are the home <laughs> of the non-commission salespeople. And uh, whenever you remove that 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 aspect of a transaction is, is is inevitable that you will have a salesperson that is focused on making sure that you are happy because they're going to get paid no matter what. You know, they will go to work. They will make sure that all my customers are taken care of and their their compensation is not based on you buying the vehicle or not. It's based on you being happy with the transaction that you just made. Saying that, uh, we do have some inventory, folks. So if you happen to be out there looking for a vehicle and all the answers that you get is that you have to wait, I'd like to say that uh, we are in a pretty special spot right now at Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity. Uh, for two reasons. We amalgamated the stores. So if you are an Infinity customer and you live in Oakville or any anywhere in the Golden Shoe area, we have vacated the Infinity, the old Infinity building, and we have moved our Infinity operations, service and sales, as well as parts, into the Nissan facility. We are building a state-of-the-art facility that should be done within the next year and a half or so. So you're going to see the giant under construction signs. So we, we ask you to get, cut us some slack because it's, it's difficult sometimes to work around a renovation, and this is exactly what we're doing. But the show is brought to you by my beloved store in that's where I happen to be at this point in my life. And the crew there is unbelievable. Last month, they made me look so handsome. It was unreal. <laughs> <laughs> they make me look handsome. How is that even possible? <laughs> it, it is possible at Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity. Now, the show is brought to you live. We are live in studio right now. And uh, for what I understand, we are also live streaming on facebook right now so if you want to see what goes on in the studio here uh you can go to saga 960 facebook page uh this is a test run uh and uh, you can see our handsome faces <laughs> oh, you can see greg's Everybody. shirt Every, you can, what's wrong with my shirt 
I didn't say there was something wrong with it. I'm just saying no, J- you, J- you you can see Greg's shirt. Jacob, I sense you. Thro- a, I sense you throwing some shade there. What, what I about? Didn't, I didn't, I, I, totally. I, 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 please, please elaborate. What's wrong with my shirt? Expand on it. Yeah, expand expand on it. On I didn't say there was anything wrong with it. No, but you're I'm just you saying you can see Greg's shirt. Like you can see Nick's sweater too. Why did you have to mention my shirt? I, I'm just curious. Well, it's it's got a it's there's a particular unique design to it that some might not typically wear in, in a piece of clothing. Like, what? Tell, what, tell us what, what you really think. What, what are you talking <laughs> I, I, about? I didn't, I, I, didn't, I didn't mean to imply anything. I'm just saying, as a matter of fact, you can see his shirt. And his face, too. <sighs> you see, this is the problem. Haters are going to hate. Oh, no. We have a, our own producer is a hater. <laughs> he's, he's hating on my shirt. What's, there's nothing wrong with my shirt, folks. I paid extra for the holes. I did. It's got a few holes here. It's pretty big ones. This one was like part of the uh, F&I office at the, uh, at the Balenciaga <laughs> store. I had to add these two holes on the bottom left side of the, uh, of the front. It was, it was beautiful. Uh, but uh, like I was saying, <laughs> we are live. If you want to call us for whatever reason, you have something on your mind. If you, if you feel the weight of the world on your shoulders... This is the show for you to call. I am the conscience of the GTA. I am your personal. Uh, no, this is not therapy. Oh, but already there is a show that's called that, right? That's <laughs> I right. I can't say it. No, so I'm not your therapist. But I will listen to you. I may tell you that you are absolutely insane. But I will listen to you. Just make sure that you have your arguments straight, you know. If you you need to know somewhat what you're talking about, the number to call is 289-275-9600, 289-275-9600. And now, I have been asked to do this, and I've never done this before, but I'm gonna have, it's, it's only for this week, and uh, I'm going to put my, my best uh, um, radio voice. Uh, the Mississauga Steelheads kick off the home schedule this Sunday. Okay. <laughs> oh, hold on. Let me try this again. The Mississauga Steelheads kick off the home schedule this Sunday, October the 2nd at 2 p.m. You need to catch all the action on Saga 960, starting with Saga 960 Live on location at the Paramount Fire and Food Center preseason special at 1 p.m. And the puck drops at 2 p.m. Join our new host, Laura Barney, Zach Bodenstein. I think that... Is that is Bodenstein. that Bodenstein? Is Bodenstein. Uh, Bodenstein. I, I need to ask you. I don't know why. Uh, and then Mikey K. Why. <laughs> Mikey K. For all the action. <laughs> hey, funny story about Zach. We uh, we've actually played hockey together before. His brother was on a, a team that I played on, and last year we needed extra guys, so he just showed up and like, hey, I know you. Yeah. You yeah. actually play sports? I do, yeah. It doesn't look like. Uh, folks, let's go for it. Let's go for a short break and the Carrasco show will be right right back. <laughs>
across the street, it's the cars that have to look both ways. <laughs> I'm Chuck Norris, and you're listening to The Greg Carrasco Show. Hi, guys. This is Roberto Alomar, and you are listening to the one and only The Greg Carrasco Show. audiophile out there the audiophiles we have another theme this week for the radio show and whoever sends the answer first to greg at gregcarrasco.com that is my email address greg at gregcarrasco.com whoever tells me what the common theme of all the songs of today's show is You will get your choice of a set of AirPods or two years worth of oil changes courtesy of Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity. This is some of your finest work, Greg, in terms of the songs. Yeah. Re really just top to bottom. Really great songs. Thank you. I don't know Thank what the you. theme is yet. I haven't really taken a look at it, but Thank you. overall, a nice, nice variety. I'm happy. You know, uh, I have to say that I, I am brilliant. <laughs> yeah, humble too. <laughs> uh, and uh, subtleties and humilities are not my forte. You know, it's, it's not something that... You, uh, you tell it like it is. <laughs> I, 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 I didn't mean to um, in, insult your, um, your physical appearance uh, before the, the break, I, Jacob. I know, I know. Do you? Don't worry, I, I, I know. I I don't want you to get like you know sad and all you know. You know I was I can't lie I was I was a bit down bad but I was like on a scale of ten it was like a three. But yeah, you still, he, the, the, yeah. the thing is he he only cried for about a minute during the commercial break only a minute. I I just happen to think that fat shaming works. You know public fat shaming works. Is 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 one of the best antidotes. If you say you know if one of your best friends is like. Oh, dude, I don't know how your wife is still with you, man. She needs to see what? That? Like, are you serious? <laughs> you know, that would that would cut a man deep. That, that would do it. Like, that would do it for me. If, if somebody said that to me, I think that person loves me. Because your best friends will stab you in the chest. Boom. Done. You don't look good. What are you doing? Are you are you trying to look terrible? Are you trying to make body parts look smaller or bigger or smaller? I, I don't know. Anyways, I, I digress. But no, Jacob, just just so you know, I do think that you are a very, very well put together, well dressed, handsome young man. Thank you, Greg. Yeah, no problem. No problem. Um, uh, we uh, the, the phone lines are open. Uh, 289-275-9600 is the phone number. And... Uh, 
you can call me about whatever is on your mind. If you if you want to talk to me about the world, if you want to talk to me about politics, if you want to talk to me about the car industry and the state that it happens to be in, because the car industry is changing right in front of our eyes. I um I want to. I want to send a big shout out to uh, my buddy Ross, who invited me to do um, a speaking engagement this past uh, Wednesday. Uh, Pitcher and Doyle was the name of the insurance company. So I spoke to uh, their annual conference of all the brokers. So they wanted me to talk to them about the current state of the car industry. And uh, I, I try to keep my speaking engagements to once a month because they're pretty intense. And also, you get to uh, you get to meet some pretty good people. But uh, thank you for having me as uh, as your keynote speaker there. And uh, some people do like to uh, hear what I have to say, Nick. Are you surprised about that? You know, are, are you surprised? No, no, I'm not surprised because, you know, you're a compelling speaker with, with strong views. You know, you're and you know. Are you saying that I'm opinionated? Is that what yes, you're saying? Yes, yes, and you know, and you know what you believe in, you know, and you 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 have conviction, and you know that's something that people respond to. So I'm not surprised. Well, I like to think that uh, I I do have well-read opinions about things, and uh, I got crucified last week, guys. You know, you need to know this, Money Jacob Nick. You need to know this. I got crucified on an email last week. Uh, after I uh, interviewed the potential new mayor of Brampton, uh, Nikki Kaur, uh, somebody said to me that uh, I just threw at her a bunch of softballs. You know, the guy said to me, you started to sound like mainstream media. <laughs> Talk about digging deep. It's like, that, that, Jesus? That, that's, a, that's an attack right there at you. Yeah. yeah, but look, man, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm just trying to be friendlier to people. Last time I had Doug Ford on the show, I asked him, what What are we going to tell single moms that can't go you know, for work because of the lockdowns? And we got into a scuffle on air. And look, he disappeared from my life. It's okay, man. It's okay. One day when he needs to get reelected, he'll call me because I don't think that Doug Ford loves me anymore. Uh, we do have a phone call, no? We do. And it's it's Tony. Tony's back. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Good morning, Tony. You're calling the slacker himself. How can I make your life better this morning? Good morning, gentlemen. Uh, always a pleasure to hear you guys uh, every Saturday morning. Uh, <laughs> just wanted to find out, or ask, I don't know, call me stupid, but I'd like to know, I just uh, had a vehicle that was lended to me by uh, Mercedes, and it's a 4x4. Four four. Okay. So I noticed that 4x4s, four they suck up a lot of gas. Is that true or is that not true? Or like, I'm trying to understand because if the two by two is running on only two wheels and the motor is pushing only with the same weight, why would a four by four push or waste more gas when you're using double the wheels? I don't know if I'm any sense. You know, that is a very astute observation. Uh, and uh, we have always been told uh, as an industry that uh, if you have an all-wheel drive that uh, is using the entire system, that you will use more fuel than you have if you have an all-wheel drive that you put into the two-wheel drive mode. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. So if, if you're on a two-wheel drive, I, I'm assuming that it would take more energy, more power for the, all those two wheels to push that same weight of that car. So it, it, I would assume that it would suck up more gas. Uh, Does that make any sense? Or yeah, you know, I don't. You have four. 
Sorry, no, I think that, uh, again, it's an astute observation, but the way that I can explain it to myself is, is, is like this. By definition, an all-wheel drive vehicle or a 4x4 vehicle will be heavier than a regular a two-wheel drive, front-wheel drive or rear-wheel drive vehicle, period. So they will use more gas. However, the energy needed to be to move the additional parts to engage the 4x4 system is where that additional fuel consumption goes into. Because I, for what I understand, there are some parts that are not moving when you don't have the, the, the all-wheel drive or the 4x4 engaged. That's the way that I understood it. Now, I would encourage anybody that is a gearhead to call me and and prove me wrong or to clarify that that situation but no the uh, if getting yourself a 4x4 is going to cost you a lot more money to drive right okay and the other thing is also uh, I guess while I was waiting on the phone you guys were making fun of Joe Biden there and yeah I do agree because really vaccines <laughs> are the most important thing other than running from a hurricane I just had to let that you know throw those two sets in there Oh, I, uh, you know, I was cracking up <laughs> during the break, folks, because uh, our uh, <laughs> the the most brilliant U.S. president in the history of uh, the United States was talking about one of the best ways to prepare themselves for the hurricane in Florida was by getting vaccinated. Like, what the hell? <laughs> genius, genius, we have here. Yeah, I, I guess they they voted for they got for who they voted for. Anyway, gentlemen, thank you, you have a Tony. Morning and keep on keep on doing the work. We love you. Right Right back, Tony. Thank you so much. And you know, inadvertently here, uh, Tony just let us into a small little secret that uh, people can hear what we're talking about during break. That's amazing. That is amazing that we are. <laughs> I still remember when that happened to me at the old network that I resigned. Uh, we uh, we were having a conversation. You know, the producer at the time was a new kid, and I felt really bad for him because he had no support from the radio station. He was awful. Um, there was only one person to handle the busiest show that they had in the entire network. I mean, we were pro- processing close to 70 phone calls per show. So we had the premier calling the show. We had about 10 lines going at the same time. And the kid was just overwhelmed. So, you know, I asked him a bunch of times, you know, are we off air? Are we in commercial? She said, yes. Are we off air? Yes, we're off air. So I remember saying to this dude, like, like, I know you're new and I know you're struggling. I feel for you. But I said, what the F? And I said the actual word. That very moment... My phone blew up and I recognized what had happened. So I was supposed to be on air. I was supposed to be having an honest conversation. I wasn't swearing at the kid. I don't swear at people. I've, I, I, I simply don't do that. And uh, I, I understood his, his challenge there because he had no support from the network. It's one of the absolute worst experiences that I've ever had. And uh, I got written up because I... Apparently, I swore on airs. You, your conduct uh, is not becoming uh, of one of our. Hosts. So what? What do was you it, mean? Was it the CRTC paying you a visit? No, no, oh. it was the actual network it was itself. A, it was a network. Okay. Yeah. Mean, meanwhile, they they were they had cut expenses, cut personal expenses to the point that they had severely compromised the integrity of the actual product that was being set out into the world. They had only one person, one 19-year-old kid, managing one of the busiest shows that they they had in the entire national network. And, um, yeah, I got written up for that. 
Wow. No, that, that, that must have been a, a crazy moment, sobering moment, I guess. Uh, it, look, man, I, uh, and this is the reason why I, I, at this stage in my life, I have started to accept what is, not what could have been, what should have been, what I wanted it to be. I accept what is. And accepting the what is is one of the biggest freedoms that anybody could have, just to liberate yourself from the desire of Wanting something that is not. You see, am I? Did I just lose you there? You, you know, you you looked a little bit confused, Nate. No, 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 no. You understand no, what I'm, I'm, you understand what I'm, I'm saying? You. I'm with you. Yeah. You know, I um, in in because of that, because of that massive professional failure at my previous network, I ended up in this radio station, which is a an independent radio station. You know, last last week on the show, I said that it was the last or the only independent radio station uh, in in Ontario, and I understand that there is a few other independent radio stations, but in my world, this is the only independent radio station, so we need to support it and protect it with our lives, because that's how we keep the di- dialogue alive, and... I completely lost my train of thought. I was just, you know, I see those two guys talking in the background. It's so distracting sometimes. But, you know, they, uh, I, I wish that they, they would love me as much as I, I, I could have loved them. But I don't. Because oh, now no. they did, just got did, in my nerves. Did the, did the love just disappear? The it, love is gone. Just in, in an instant, right? Yeah, in an instant. It's gone. Oh. Uh, now, if you're looking at buying a car, selling a car, leasing a car, trading in a vehicle, if you want to squash a car, if you're trying to decide between two options and the, the two of them are really good looking and you're attracted to the two of them and you need to get a ruthless, ruthless opinion on what to do. There is only one place that you need to call in. It's the Carrasco Show, 289-275-9600 is the phone number. 289-275-9600 is the phone number. You know, I wanted to um, to discuss a couple of things here this morning because uh, I was inspired by the by the speaking engagement that I did uh, on, on Wednesday. And um, the whole topic of of the conversation was understanding this, the current state of the car industry, but also how does a an insurance broker that sells garage policies, a garage policy, folks, is that there's the insurance policies, policy that is sold to a dealership in which all the vehicles and in inventory, all their loaner fleet, or all, all their demo fleet, all, all those vehicles are covered. And those decisions are usually made by the general managers, the vice presidents, the CFOs, or the dealer principals. So essentially, they wanted a client like me, I I would be the person that makes that decision, to explain to them how they can sell me. Do you understand what I'm saying? Mm, So how how can you sell me? Because I'm the person that usually makes the decision. Mm. So I... (laughs) I started to dive a little bit into this, and it's inevitably, I started to correlate it back into my day-to-day existence and back into the car industry. So, I came to the conclusion that you, sales, and I've always believed this, I don't like the word sales because it implies that you're going to make somebody do something that they wouldn't have done unless they met you, and that makes you a salesperson, so you can influence somebody's life to the degree that they will make a decision in your favor. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And uh, I, I never liked that idea because I don't, I don't like selling. I don't like cars. I like people. 
in the sense that I, I'm a student of people. I don't like very many people because there's not a lot of nice people. No, actually, no. There's not some nice people out there. <laughs> so do you see it more as, as helping someone compared to like selling or like, you know, like you said, some would argue that selling is just uh, influencing someone to, to, to buy something that maybe they don't necessarily need at that time, but you want to make a sale. Do you see it more as like helping someone and giving and doing what the, what's in the best interest of that person? I think that, you know, although the, the word help, it is ultimately what I do, I guess, but it's a, it's, it's a pretty, it's a pretty basic word to describe something far more complex let, let me explain for a second. When, when a customer or a person makes the decision to visit your retail establishment, you know, they, they make a decision of coming out from the virtual world because I can guarantee you that this person has spent hours and hours and hours in the computer or their phone looking at what to do next. And if for whatever reason you are lucky enough that whatever you are selling needs the customer to come out and see you because most stuff today you can buy it online. And that's a very, very, very nice thing for, you know, from a practical standpoint. It's convenient. It's convenient. Yeah. yeah. But it's also terrible because it limits the amount of human interaction. And also, it takes away jobs. It takes away jobs. It limits human interaction. And it also, it puts the, 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 the people that sell or that are trying to help you and the consumer at odds. Because now, the person that is trying to help you needs to validate their existence in a way that you can justify the additional expense. Because there will be an additional expense for somebody trying to help you. Right? You know. I- I do find it kind of not 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 creepy. I don't know if that's the right word, but it just doesn't sit right how you can order something on off of Amazon and it's it gets shipped to you within like hours. Like it's just so eerie to me. Like it just doesn't feel real. Like it shouldn't be real. Well, I I think that there were good intentions with this, Jacob, and I think that I understand what you're saying. To know that there is some a system that there is an organism like a living organism out there, like a virtual organism out there that is close enough to you that has the capacity to satisfy most of your retail needs within hours and just bring it to your door. They know who you are. They know where you live. They know what your shopping habits are. They know every single exchange and everything that appears on your phone. I mean, if, folks, if it always cracks me up when I get emails or complaints or comments on my ads on because I anyone that knows me understands that I, I marketing is one of my favorite things to do when when I get complaints like I, I can't get you off my screen this ad keeps playing how do you think that YouTube comes to you for free how do you think that these people keep everyone employed? Like, how low resolution is your thinking? People should be grateful for getting it free in the first place. And if they don't want to see the ads, there's something called YouTube Premium. Well, which is exactly what I do. Like, one of my biggest, my, one of my biggest commodities and my biggest challenges at this stage in my life is time. I don't have time. So the way that I approach a retail exchange is a completely different perspective that someone that has the time and then they will spend the money. Like 
there are two types of customers. The one that spend the time to save the money and the one that spend the money to save the time. Do you understand the difference? I do. I do. So it that requires some understanding, but this is exactly what I did. I just bought YouTube Premium. I don't watch commercials. I pay for the privilege of not... I pay for the privilege of having YouTube. That's what I do, which mm-hmm. is ultimately what YouTube is doing by selling you the ad. That's the price you pay. You pay with your time. The whole notion that you can get a free lunch is a silly notion that we need to eradicate from our thinking. Well, it, it, that comes from entitlement. And unfortunately, there's a lot of entitled people out there saying, oh, I don't just deserve YouTube for free with ads. I deserve YouTube for free for free without ads. And, you know, that's that's first of all, to me, that's arrogant and that's that's entitled. You know, already it's I think it's a privilege to have YouTube for free and to pay a little price of watching maybe like a 15 second ad. But having access to all kinds of videos from all over the world on any subject, that's a very small price to pay. I happen to agree. Agree with you. I think that YouTube is one of the greatest things that has ever happened to humanity from from an accessibility of information. Now, you know, it's gone a little bit south with all the censoring that is going on in there and the shadow banding. Uh, what do you call that? Um, Shadow banning, yeah, shadow banning, yeah, shadow banning, and all all those things. If you're not saying what, you know, the the powers that be at YouTube and the the big social media companies uh, are saying to you, so if you don't fall within the narrative, they just shut you down. Like, what's the point? We don't have free speech unless you are prepared to listen to people that you hate, but protect the right to do so. You know, you just don't have it. But we have digressed from what I was trying to say. Once the customers made the decision to leave their home and to visit a retail establishment, the person at that establishment has a bunch of different responsibilities. And I am going to share those responsibilities with you because it's very important. And in as far as the car industry is concerned is what I'm going to talk to you about. So if you're a car salesperson... You should pay attention to what we're going to tell you on the other side of the break. The show is brought to you by Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity. Stay tuned, folks. There is some important information on the other side. What's up, everybody? This is Randy Couture, and if I'm not beating people up, I'm listening to The Greg Carrasco Show. Give it a listen. Take care. Hi, everybody. This is Haley Wickenheiser, and you're listening to The Greg Carrasco Show. Feeling small 
us we wave our flashlights here. It's real really is a beautiful sight. Yeah, yeah, it is. Look at this. And this is just a support, man. We we we're supporting our friend here, money. And his quest to quit. The one thing that tells me that he's got issues. Vaping. What is happening there, man? What what what's going on here? It's been it's been it's it's been tough. No, I mean, it's been tough. no young man around me will ever be allowed to vape. Do you understand, money? What what's going on here? Uh, you see, oh, oh, oh. you hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, okay. <laughs> folks. I have to address this. This uh, this is I need to do an on air intervention. <sighs> I I was going to talk about important things. Don't, like don't. what what you need to do when a customer comes in, and then I see you this. You, you know this handsome. You are a handsome hey, young yeah. man. Hey, don't, first things first. And don't, then don't don't, don't you, judge my don't judge my douche flute. Okay? No, 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 dude, dude, dude. And then I just see this this like stick, like <laughs> slowly just approaching your lips as you, as you push your lips out <laughs> with your pinky sticking out. And oh my lord, money! What Keep it are you? Classy. Oh, dude, what is happening here? We need Jyoti here to help us with this. You need to make sure you, your brother stops vaping. It is one of the most... How can we describe vaping? It's like... I, Egregious behavior? <laughs> no, no, no. It's like, for example, if I see a, a dude vaping, I know I can beat them in a fight. I know for sure. Like, I know for sure. <clears throat> I know that if a fight breaks out, this guy's just going to take off. And I don't want to think that about you, Manny. Come on, man. You know, one of the most beloved humans in my life right now severely disappointed me last week because, okay, I'm going to get into this, man. I, I, I'm going to do it. I'm, I'm going to do this. He works for me. He's, uh, I'm going to protect his identity because I don't want him to suffer any social repercussions because I think that he's a bit of a badass for his age. All he's done is just taking my advice. I hired him about um, maybe a little bit over three years ago to do a specific job at the store. And he has done everything that I have asked him to do perfectly and then some. So now he's got an investment property. He has a nice car. He's, he's in shape. Everything is good. And we almost lost him like two weeks ago with the diagnosis of myocarditis with this inflamed heart tissue surrounded and the heart itself because of the vaccine and on top of that he vapes he promised that he was going to stop and then I was walking around the showroom the other day and sure enough I said where is he uh, everybody went like silent because the, everybody knows how I feel towards smoking on the job and vaping it's a terrible thing you smell you look terrible we couldn't find him he walks in. And I already know because, you know, all vapors, it's like they have to stroke the, the, the thing. Like they, they keep their hand in their pocket and they just, they just stroke it. Have you noticed that? It's like this is pathological desire to hold a stick in their hands. You, you know what I'm saying? I, I think so, yeah. You know what it is? It's like Smeagol, you know, holding the ring inside the pocket like, my precious. <laughs> you know, it's like they're just <laughs> waiting for the next time that they have. <laughs> <laughs> it's mine. It's mine. It's my precious. <laughs> 
That's vapors. They look like Schmeagol outside, but instead of a ring, they have like a stick. And there he comes. And I see him with a hand in the pocket. What are you doing? Nothing. Were you vaping? No. Like, come on, man. How much worse do you want to make your life? You know, vaping is responsible for all sorts of different diseases. Even even testosterone drop in men right now. This is is directly attributed to this. So your sperm count goes down when you vape. Like society is already trying to suppress your masculinity to begin with. Why do you continue to help them? Are there are there studies out there yet? Like, do we know if it's yeah. better or worse than like cigarettes? It's worse. It's actually worse. And they sell it to you. And Manny knows this. You're absolutely correct. Let's be real. It, okay, it, it, so, it's nothing but a battery. Okay, so let me understand the, the mindset. Because, you know, look, man, I, you do you. It's your life. You, yeah. whatever, you know, it's whatever. But how or why can you justify doing something that you know is hurting you in ways that you couldn't possibly calculate? It's... For me, or I'd say in general, I'd no, say it's, no. I'm talking me, about you. I'm talking to you. Ease of access, you know, just. But you know that you're hurting yourself. Yeah, absolutely. So why would you choose to hurt yourself? Well, it's. Does it, does it, no, hold on a second. It's transitioning from uh, a daily, you know, just uh, uh, a daily kind of, you know, and um, certain things that I can and can't speak of on on air right now because like, I know there's listeners like, like weed. No, like other other other, like, other substances. Other, yeah, other substances. Okay, fine. But you know? I, I understand that. But look at look at it this way: it doesn't matter what the substance is. Mm-hmm. If it's hurting you, why do you do it? Yeah, you could say the same thing about alcohol, though. Yeah. Right. And of you course. Can, you could say the same thing about fast food. You could say the same thing about Tim Hortons coffee. No offense, Tim Hortons. Shout out. But you see, the, okay, you're comparing vaping to a coffee. Uh, yeah, but really, coffee is 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 the most addictive substance on the planet. Right? Yes, but so. if you okay, but coffee won't kill you. To maybe no, large it, it doses. So you see what you're doing right now yeah, is something yeah. that we call rationalization. Absolutely, you're justifying a a bad behavior by compa- doing a, a, a fallacy comparison. This is agree. You know, it's, it's a straw man comparison. There is no problem with coffee, folks. There is no problem. But, you know, I'm interested in having this conversation with you. No, no, absolutely. Because, hold on a second. Yeah. Because I think that you're a pretty smart young man. Thank you. And uh, on that basis, this is this goes against – I don't know why they're getting a phone call here. Um, I don't, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't add up. So, folks, I, I want you to do this with me. I want you to join me on a quest to have an intervention with someone that I, I, I have a lot of respect for because, you know, he's accomplished things and he's vaping. He's actively hurting himself. You know, I want to have this conversation on air because I think it's important. He's going to hate me for this, but this is live radio and that's the beauty about it. Then it's my show and we decide what to talk about. Right, Nick? Exactly. And then we don't know what's going to happen. We know? have no idea. Folks, the show is brought to you by Oakville Nissan in Oakville Infinity. And if you want to stick your two cents here, call me 289-275-9600. It's the phone number. Also, if you have the answer for the theme of the songs for this week, the prize is a set of AirPods or two years worth of Oil changes worth of uh, that's courtesy of Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity. Let's take a break. We'll be right back.
What's up, sports fans? Forrest Griffin here, and I want you to check out the Greg Carrasso Show. Check him out. Greg and the gang. Uh, yeah, enjoy. It is time for Greg Carrasco. Kick it. So show, get this party on the road. How fast can this right go? Whoa, yeah. Celebrity guests from the East Coast to the West. Who knows who he has next? At Greg Carrasco, trending Twitter like a bomb. Tens of thousands on his lawn. He's even followed by your mom. What? Broadcasting live. Here is your warning. The topics are flowing every Saturday morning. Car talk like Sherlock. The guy knows wheels like a Dow stock. Movie talk on a boardwalk. Shoot facts like a tomahawk. So entertaining. Turn up the station. There's no more waiting. The show is beginning. It's too late to escape. Let's go. Here's your host. Greg Carrasco. You're listening to the Greg Carrasco Show, Canada's largest automotive radio show that is not so much about cars anymore. We're doing interventions live. That's, that's what we actually do. But uh, like I said to you at the beginning of the show, I promised that I was going to insert this, uh, this piece of information because apparently it's very important for the radio station. I tried it because I, I, I hate reading on air. I hate doing it. My accent comes out. It's not a good thing. So I'm going to give... Each and every one of the people here on the show, the opportunity to shine. So now my uh, my very good friend here, Nick, is going to give it a try. Let's see. Let's see what you can do with this. All right. Let's go. The Mississauga Steelheads kick off the home schedule this Sunday, October 2nd at 2 p.m. Catch all the action on Saga 960, starting with Saga 960 Live on location at the Paramount Fine Food Center. Preseason special at 1 p.m. and the puck drop at 2 p.m. Join our new hosts, Laura Barney, Zach Bodenstein, and Mickey Kay for all the action. Wow. <laughs> wow. Oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> that looks pretty good. But, you know, he's actually blushing. Look at him. It's, it's awesome. <laughs> this is the beauty about this. <laughs> uh, you know, before we uh, we continue with our intervention, I, I need to share with you folks that uh, on the third hour, we have a special guest coming down uh, to visit us. And uh, if you happen to live in southern Ontario and you are familiar with the, uh, what's happening in Oakville, um, the, um, the person that could potentially dethrone – what's his name? Rob, Rob Barton? <laughs> Is that his name? Rob, Rob Burton. Rob Burton. Uh, I thought he was Barton. <laughs> <laughs> Who's been mayor for 16 years. That's a long time. That's that's a dictatorship. That's how long Pinochet was in power, yeah, that's, man. That's, like, what, what's going on here? That's too long. You know, I feel like there should be a limit of two terms. Eight well, years. that's the problem with municipal elections, right? People just don't run against them, and that's the only reason why they stay and, elected. And I think not enough people get interested in municipal uh, elections, to, uh, so there aren't enough people who vote. I blame you personally <laughs> for me not being the mayor. 
mayor of Oakville. Because if I run in this election, <laughs> I would have won. And I can tell you, I would probably run in the next election. So maybe I would be running against this uh, uh, this new candidate, you know. <laughs> well, she needs to be careful, you know. She needs to be careful, yeah. <laughs> Julia Hanna, who is challenging the, uh, the, uh, the current mayor of Oakville, is going to be joining the show after 10. And you want to listen to that because uh, I don't want to make the same mistake that I made last week by... Becoming mainstream media and throwing softballs, <laughs> you know, we, we, we wouldn't want to be known as mainstream media. But now, let's get back to the subject at hand. Oh, and by the way, if you have something to say about this, folks, call me, 289-275-9600 is the phone number. We are li- streaming live on Facebook. We are doing a test run of this. If you go to saga960.ca... Uh, uh, Saga960am.ca on Facebook, the Facebook page. You're going to be able to see the show live. You're going to be able to see my handsome, swarthy Spaniard mug <laughs> and my Balenciaga shirt. Oh, yes. Look at this, baby. <laughs> Look at this. I'm going to stand up here and I'm going to show. Uh, yes. Show, yeah. show it to the world. I'm going to show the holes. There it is. Look at this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah! Oh yeah! So you look like you're ready yeah, for oh, a job. Wait, wait. Why don't you? No, no, wait. Why don't you tell the audience how much it costs? Uh, uh, why do you do this wait, wait, to wait. me, Demi? I, I was I was going to make a comment first. You look like you're ready for a Justin Bieber concert. Oh, <laughs> Nick! Out of now, out of left field. Where did that come from? Come that was here. a shot across the bow. Like I, I honestly, I was gonna keep him safe this week because I oh. I was feeling pretty bad last week that I was coming down really hard on Nick, and I figure you know I'm going to be gentle. He needs to be cuddled this week so I don't hurt his feelings. Now it's open season on Nick. It's open okay. season. That's the thing. I'm ready. I'm ready. I, I, I know Nick every like once in a while. Every once in a while. I mean once. Well, I'll condition out, but I, I don't know if he can take it. Oh, uh, I, I can take it. Uh, I don't know I about can that. Take it. I don't know. I don't. You don't. Uh, I know that you know one person for sure can't take it because he vapes. You know what I'm saying? So I I know that one person can't take it. But we do have a caller, no? Uh, he's gone. He's, he's gone. gone now. Yeah. Uh, Sean, you need to call back, man. I, that was an interesting question that uh, he was he was asking there. But anyways, so let's get back to this. It, before the break. Uh, I was I was about to go into something important when it came to sales and things that you need to do when a retail customer walks into your store. And then as I looked out of my peripheral vision, I see this uh, handsome young man, you know, slowly and d- deliberately, you know, putting this thing in his mouth and just taking a long drag. And it was, you know, money is, is vaping. And... I think that I am more interested in understanding the the thought process of making a bad decision intentionally. That's I think that that's what I'm more interested in doing because you know look, he who is free of sin throw the first stone. I am not free of sin, man. I make mistakes like that all the time. Now in my in my more mature years, I I have been able to restrain myself and understand the very basic principle that my mind is not the boss of me. Like my mind doesn't dictate what my body does. I do. My consciousness, not my mind. So what would make you make that decision consciously, Money? I, I'm curious to hear you say what you have to say on this. 
I it's 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 tough to argue this. It really is. I I think I just do it for well the flavor. So it's you, like you, chewing a pack. Of, it's like chewing gum, but instead of chewing it, I'm just. But you know you that know? you're dying, right? You're dying when yeah, you do this. But, Every time you suck that yeah, hard on that thing, you die a little. Of course, yeah. But aren't we all just all dying? You know. So you're just speeding up the process. Not you know, really, no. The, uh, the, just... the, you, you approach your life with careless abandon. Is that what you're saying? Do, do your parents know that you, that you vape like, no, as no, aggressively? They as, no, as, no, as they, well, that's they why this now. conversation on air right now is getting they a little, no, little so, jittery, you know? This is, this, is a, you know? this is a call out to uh, you know, Ma- uh, Money's uh, parent, uh, you know, Jody's parent also. Uh, you need to do something about this because I hate seeing young people doing bad things for themselves without any repercussions. So I want them to uh, have a conversation with you and he's gonna hate me now <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's never coming back <laughs> it's not attractive man and girls I tell you out there do not date guys that vape you know that's the best way to stop guys from vaping don't date them just don't do it don't do it you know when when you go on that first date and you ask for the credit application and just to see the credit rating that's the number one thing that you know that you should ask for when you go on a date what is your credit score and no one should ever date anybody that has a lower than a 730 credit score because you you are dealing with a problem you know if you if you if you can repair your score before you go out on a date do it second do you vape what that's it man that's 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 a non-negotiable what is what is a non-negotiable for you on a date non-negotiable yes mm. like smoking and vaping is the same thing man you it's it's awful that's the only way that you can punish you know a young guy like this one you know if you see him vaping <laughs> don't date him don't date him what, what do you think, Jacob? Am I out to lunch on this? Folks, do you think that, that, you know, that men who vape should be worthy of dating? Well, a big one for me, honestly, is it's kind of in the same realm, but it's cigarettes just because oh, yeah, yeah, I, I, so. I can't stand the smell of them. Like, I, I just, I hate it. I, I, and and I mean, I've got asthma too, so it's even worse for me. Look at it this way. I, I can tell you this as, a, as someone that smoked for 22 years. That's how long I smoked. And... Uh, I felt that the moment I stopped smoking, my IQ shut up. It's like smoking was destroying my IQ uh, because it was it was a terrible decision that I continued to make day in and day out, day in and day out, day in. I knew it was bad and it was terrible. I stunk. It was awful. You know, your mouth smells like a v- ashtray. It was it was not a good thing. But um, you know, are, is that a non-negotiable for you when you go on smoke, a dating yeah, scene? Yes, smoking probably is. You know, especially cigarettes and you know any kind of tobacco. I mean, because I've I've had you know for me it, it's it's from a personal standpoint because I've had family members you know who have died of of lung cancer because of smoking because of smoking. Oh, wow, you know, yeah. and you know to, to give you a, a story. You know, I mean about one family member I was very close with. I mean, my my grandfather. Uh, you know, he he actually quit smoking. You know, he quit smoking when he was he was forty, um, but then thirty nine years later, at the age of seventy nine, he he was diagnosed with lung cancer, advanced lung cancer, and he died two days after he was diagnosed. It was that quick, and so to me, you know, when I've seen you know family family members that were very close to me and, and, and that I loved having died because of that. I I don't want, you know, like if, if if I'm going on a date, I don't want to be, you know, involved with someone who, you know, might be going down that same road. 
Yeah, that you might lose them sooner simply because yeah. of that. But, you know, also there is just the hygienic and, and attractiveness. I mean, I'm very sensitive to smells. You know, one of the first things that happens to me when I don't like somebody anymore, they, they, don't, they smell funny now. And, you know, to aid that with, you know, especially in the wintertime, Jacob, you know, when, when people go smoke outside and they come back in, it's like a cloud of smell just follows them around. It's like, ah. Uh, yeah, and it gets on your clothes. It gets in awful, your car. It's, it's just awful, once it's, it's all awful. around you. Yeah, it's gross. Yeah, it's, it's gross. It, it people is a bad cut smell. it out, man. It's gross. It's gross. And if your person doesn't smoke and they're with you, you, you must know they hate it. They hate your smell. And that's such a personal thing when they just don't do it. But anyways, I mean, let's get back to Manny here for a second. I said, listen, dude, it is, it is very important that you understand how bad this is for you. And there is not a single person that can make you change your mind in relation to this. But at some point, at some point, you are going to realize that, that you are not invincible, that you are, you know, finite, that you will end at some point. And especially when you have kids and you get married and you have a family, you'll understand that cutting that short it's, it's not going to be a fun thing to do. I, I've, I've told the story uh, when I quit smoking uh, on air several times, but, you know, I, ha- I have to. It's, it's apropos, um, you know, for the purpose of the show. I remember going away with my son, my eldest son, Josh, to Europe. When he turned 18, uh, we we went into a World War II um, expedition in uh, in northern France. So we went to all the beaches in Normandy. We landed in Paris, and then we drove all the way up to Cayenne and then Normandy, and we went through all the beaches of Normandy then we went into Flanders Fields because I wanted him to see what happened you know where it happened and how little appreciation we have for those people who die for us to have what we are so easily giving up these days our freedoms but anyways that's a different conversation and uh, he was 18 I'm sure that he knew that I smoked because although none of my kids have ever seen me smoke until that day um you know, I rented a convertible, bought a pack of smokes, and I was just smoking away while my son was on the side. And I remember this. When we we were gone for a couple of weeks, and when we came back and I dropped him off at his mom's house, uh, my son said to me something that immediately changed me. He said, Dad, I always knew you smoke. I just didn't know how much you smoked. And then he said, do you mind staying alive to see my children? And... Uh, I, you know, I, I remember pausing for a second and I remember emptying my pockets and saying, here, this is my cigarette. This is the lighter. I said, son, I will never touch a cigarette again. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, that was, that was August 18th, 2015. That was the last time I touched a cigarette. And I, and I meant that. And, you know, it's trying to quit something is different than making a decision not to. You see... I never wanted to quit smoking. I enjoyed it. It was awful, but I enjoyed having a cigarette. So to this day, I think about it sometimes, especially when, you know, although I'm not a big drinker, but, you know, sometimes you, you had a tough day and you go outside and you have a, you know, have a cigarette. I, to this day, I think about it. But the moment that you make a decision that no, like, no, if, if I am not control of the most basic, in the most basic decisions that, that would affect my, my survival as a person, what am I in control of? You know, why, what can I actually decide that is better for me? And is it also not just, it's, it's one of the best feelings when you quit a habit and you know that you've quit it. I, I had it this year, uh, 
this year was the first year where I ever cut my own fingernails because ever since the age of three, I was biting them. I was biting them off. And now I've got fully grown nails. Uh, I'm so happy for you. I, I had the same problem, Jacob. Go ahead. No, it was just it, it was something that for years and year I'm talking years I was trying to quit the habit of it and I mean I know it's a, a little bit different than cigarette but it's the same kind of idea where there's something that has taken over your life that you're trying to quit and for the life of you you just can't and when you're finally able to get over that hump it just it's a reward that really you can only experience I think a few times in life because it's just it, it's something that you really can't fabricate and, and can't do again you know sticking by making a decision and actually sticking by it exactly you know, that that whole process i over the last few years of therapy and understanding you know my own human condition i understand that it doesn't matter what you focus on that will grow that will get better it, it doesn't matter what that is good or bad so if if making better decisions is is a muscle that you have never really exercised the more, you know, the, the answer for pain is in the pain. Very simple stuff. So the more you expose yourself to making decisions like this that will have a, a material impact on your life, the better your life will become. Like, for example, at one point in my life, I decided that I was going to be a better person. That, I, and I've talked to you, about, to you about this before, that if I couldn't make somebody's life better, at least I wasn't going to make it worse. So the worst exchange that could ever be had with me was neutral. So you were going to stay exactly where you were before. And when I started to apply that as an, as an actual edict, as a philosophy, as a, as a, as a moral compass, and I, I, and I look at every exchange with that same lens, the impact that it had on my life was phenomenal. And, and inevitably, good things will start happening to you. And you know, when after I decide and I said to my son here that I will never touch a cigarette again, soon after that, I, I, I hurt my back because I'm always doing physical things. And I remember going to a chiropractor for the first time in my entire life. And uh, they took an x-ray of my spine to see what was going on because I couldn't move a certain way. And uh, on the x-ray, you know, I remember looking at my spine and he said to me, oh, you're a smoker. And I said, uh, pardon? So how do you know? And then he says, you see this? And he showed me my like a, this faded uh, kind of silhouette of my lungs. And at the very bottom, you could see that there were like two black spots on both sides. And he says, yeah, that's, that's typical stuff for smokers. You know, you, you're, you're killing your lungs little by little. And it was like, what? You know, just because it doesn't, you don't see it doesn't mean it's not happening, right? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, it's, it does remind me of, you know, that, that situation with, with my grandfather who, you know, he smoked very heavily until the age of 40. And then, you know, he was, he was uh, fine for many years after. He quit at 40. But then eventually, you know, he was, he was at 79, so he still lived a good life. But eventually it came back to bite him, you know. It's, it just, it's insane to think that you don't do it. That's not the case with everybody. I'm not saying that's going to be the case with you. But for him, though, it was, he didn't do it for half of his life. And it's still eventually, the effects still eventually came back to bite him. And, you know, the, what's crazy, too, is the doctor told us that he might have had cancer for up to 10 years. Prior to that. Prior to that. that and the, but the cancer, the way he explained it was the cancer was just asleep. Like, it was there, but it wasn't active and it wasn't affecting his other cells. And the, the moment it woke up, that's when he was in serious condition. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, he passed away soon after. 
it's uh, it's it's fascinating when you start thinking and talking to people about in, in this sort of anecdotes and something else that I also see happening often is with people who are overweight. They they justify their condition is like I, I no I eat very healthy. Uh, okay, define healthy eating. Uh, is it that you eat healthy food or you eat healthy quantities? Uh, which one is it? You know, people ask me all the time, you know, how am I going to lose weight? Because I, I, this, this Adonis-like physique that you see today is uh, it's not an accident. <laughs> it's, not, it's not an accident. And, and what I try to explain to people often is like, your your stomach your your you know your waist area that is expanded aggressively is nothing more than math that is it if you're good at math you should never be overweight end of story why is that you may ask because look at it this way if the average human uses 5000 calories uh, pardon me 2500 calories on a on a daily basis to live and maintain their body weight 2,500 calories. And that's what you use. That's what you, you work. You go to sleep. You do all your activities. And like Nick, you know, have sex once a month or so, if that. <laughs> and uh, if you do that, um, you will that, use. That's not a fair statement. You, you, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> Bro, that's generous. Sorry, sorry. Every, every six months. Sorry. Hey, hey, I was just being kind, okay? Hey, 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 hey. Okay. Like his semi. I knew I, knew see, I was going to get attacked his after, after that Justin Bieber thing. Rump. <laughs> you know, for your semi annual rump, <laughs> um, if you use 2,500 calories and, and you eat 5,000 calories a day, what do you think is going to happen? You are going to be overweight very, very, very soon. Let's say that you eat 2,500 calories, but you consume or you spend 5,000 calories by working out or doing whatever else. You will lose weight. It's a very simple process, but people seem to be unable to control their mind. When they see something, they just need to eat it. Greg, that's yeah. one thing I have wondered ever since you said what your diet was. So you said you only eat, what, one steak, one or two steaks a day. Yes. And some some lettuce, not lettuce. Um, avocado spin, and avocado spinach. Avocado and spinach. Yes, yes. How do you keep your muscle on? Because that's not a lot of calories that you eat. That is a lot of calories. That's about 25, 2600 calories. If I eat a 16-ounce steak or about 16 to 18 ounce of meat and fat... Yeah, I guess. I guess I just never eat 16 ounces of steak, so I, w- I guess I, I wouldn't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, no, just men. How eat, big, though? Like, men eat, eat that amount. <laughs> 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 I can understand what you. <laughs> wow. Oh, shots fired. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, I walked in it. Yeah, uh, you walked right into I that. So I did myself dirty there. <laughs> no, so so listen to this. I, you know, ultimately, it all comes down to this. Uh, I mean, uh, big uh, f- you know food companies convinced people back in the fifties and sixties that fat was something bad, and fat isn't bad. Fat is one of the best possible things that a human can actually eat. In fact, there are studies that have shown that the development of the human brain started to atrophy immediately after the agricultural revolution when you started to eat things that you planted. And uh, 
we don't eat enough meat and fat in today's society. And that's why, you know, being a vegan is an unfortunate mental condition. You will never cure yourself from that disease. I just you're suffering from a, I, no, from a bad just case when, of veganism. You know, no, I just enjoy eating murder. You know, I need yeah. what, whenever I eat food, I need to know that something has died there. You know, <laughs> I, 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 I need to do that now. Saying that, last night I made an exception. Um, we uh, some people from our jiu-jitsu school went out last night, and uh, we had a very very delicious meal. I think the name of the place is August 8. It's a sushi place in Oakville. Folks, if you happen to live in Oakville and you like sushi, good sushi, like all you can eat, stuff your face, raw fish, that's the place to go. August 8, I think, is the name of the place. It's on the... um, it's on the plaza right there on Dorval and the QW on the northwest corner of that intersection. So last night I ate so much sushi I couldn't I couldn't move. Uh, I love I love uh, sashimi uh, in 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 all its form. Now I'm hungry. You see, wait, why'd you do this to me, J- Jacob? That's this is this is this is not fair. But you know, answering your question, Jacob, I am. Um, I have been eating the same way for the better part of the last seven years. So I will only eat once a day and uh, I eat as much possible meat and fat as I can possibly eat. I will, I don't barbecue my steaks. I do not believe in barbecue steaks. I fry my steaks. Was it difficult to get into that habit? Um, of course. Of course, yeah. um, you know, in the words of Miyamoto Musashi, you know, is everything is difficult at first. So it all has to do with understanding it. And you know what I can tell you is that, number one, I'm the easiest person to cook for. If, if somebody loves me, they know what I eat. And, uh, you know, I the, the meal is so unbelievably simplistic because that's that's all I want. I don't I don't crave anything else other than that every single night. So I fry my steak. It's raw in the inside. I have my full-on avocado with a little bit of lemon juice, a lot of olive oil, some pink Himalayan salt, and some spinach on the side. And now I'm very, very hungry, people. I don't like what you've done to me. (laughs) Anyways, folks, if you have something to say, call us. 289-275-9600 is the phone number. We're going to take a short break. The show is brought to you by Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity. And on the other side of the break, I want to talk to you about uh, the basement dweller because the basement dweller seems to be feeling lonely and he is stepping up his game and uh, he uh, he's challenging me here. And um, I, I want to discuss this with all three of you uh, gentlemen because we need to make a decision on what to do with this with this person. Um, let's take Let's go for a short break. We'll be right back. Sleep. He checks under his bed for me. Ken Shamrock here. 
and you're listening to the Greg Carrasco Show. Hello, Toronto. What's up, guys? This is Vito Belfer, and you are listening to one of the toughest guys on air, Greg Carrasco Show, man. Congratulations on your show. I wish you all the best. Toronto, stay safe out there. God bless you, man. This is Vito Belfer, the Fino. Ready to strike. Let's go. As I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I take a look at my life and realize there's nothing left. Cause I've been blasting and laughing so long that even my mama thinks that my mind is gone. But I ain't never crossed a man that didn't deserve it. Me be treated like a punk, you know that's unheard of. You better watch how you're talking and where you're walking. Or you and your homies might be lying to talk. I really hate the trip, but I gotta lope. And we're back. If for whatever reason you happen to be listening to the show from the beginning of the of, of the show this morning at 8 a.m., there is a common theme of the songs for today's show, and the person who gets it first is going to get a choice of a set of AirPods or two years' worth of oil changes. Now, I am yet to speak to the winner from last week's uh, contest. Um, I thought he was going to call me, but uh, he hasn't. So I, I hope that he reaches out to me so I can put his name and all his information um, at Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity there for, uh, for the two years' worth of oil changes. Now, I've gotten some responses, but uh, no, they are all wrong. Brian says the songs are about dreams. <clears throat> Dave says the songs are about love. Brian again says the songs are from the 70s. And then all of a sudden, boom, I remember what we were talking about. Yes, now the basement dweller, the basement dweller, yeah. As you all know, uh, the show has an archie enemy. (laughs) Uh, every, Every superhero has a villain. And yes. uh, this guy is not it. <laughs> <laughs> so the um, I, I keep hearing uh, Jacob and, uh, and and Manny talk in the background. I can hear you guys, and it's so distracting. Can you can you not do that for me, please? I can. You, know, you kind of sound like a teacher right now, telling the class to be quiet. Yeah, no, I, I, no. It's just that they distract <laughs> my train of thought. Do we have detention? Do we have to stay late after the show? <laughs> no, I just hear you. So okay. when when I'm trying to think, uh, you know, to address the tens of thousands of people that are listening to the show, and I see you guys talking, it distracts me. Um, but anyways, the. Um, there is a there is somebody uh, that lives somewhere in the city uh, who we lovingly and caringly refer to as a mouth breathing knuckle drugging troglodyte who lives in his mother's basement. Then who needs a girlfriend or a boyfriend? I don't know what he needs or he she I don't know what he needs. But uh, over the last while, he uh, he is not only our biggest fan here on the show because he throws tantrum when I'm not on air. And uh, he listens to every single word that comes out of my mouth in, in attempts to say the most awful things on email. It's like the craziest thing. I... I never knew the level of insanity that being on air can cost on people. And 
you got to remember that for for most normal humans, I am just a person that, you know, has a radio show on Saturday morning, so I'm a voice on the radio. And uh, there are some some people, thankfully most people aren't this way, who take that at face value. You know, this is Greg. He has a radio show. You know, he works here. He does a bunch of other things. He's a, you know, sometimes funny and interesting guy, and we listen to him. But there are some other ones that take this way, way farther than that. Like these people assume everything about me. They think they know who I am, what I think, what I am about, what what makes me get out of bed in the morning. And um, it gets pretty creepy sometimes. It's like, ah, yeah, that was like super not cool. But I a long time ago, I I made... A decision that has helped me tremendously in the way that I view the world, and that is that I cannot be offended. Like I will, I will not. There is not a single thing that anybody, and I mean anybody, can say to me that will make me offended. I simply will not be offended. It's not a decision that I would make for two reasons. Nothing happens. Number three, it's a decision that I make. And after I make the decision of being offended, also nothing happens. So it's, 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 it's a goofy decision. I'm offended. Shut up. It's, you stop it. So well, would you say, though, there used to be a time where you could get offended? I know. There was a time in which I was weak. Mm. Because, look, uh, words have no meaning other than the meaning that you attribute them to. If you knew the way that I referred to my best friend, you know the guy that, you know, is my best friend, but I'm not his best yeah, friend? Yeah, 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 If you knew the way I treat him, you know, it's like the closer the person to me, the, the more the bigger the insults, right? But yeah. words don't mean anything. If if I use the this particular word to refer to him, yeah. is I love this guy. Like, I honestly, I would put my myself in front of a train to, to save his life. And there's not a lot of people that I feel towards that. You're certainly not one of them, Nick. But, you know, I... Um, <laughs> Thank you, Greg. I appreciate it. <laughs> the, 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 what about Jacob? Is he one of those people? Uh, no. Um, the, I'm getting um, there, though. No. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, there, there are some, some people that... They don't say of, of offensive things. They just say creepy things. It's like... Ah, like I feel dirty after I listen to The Basement Dweller. And... And immediately I start thinking of how how miserable and empty this man's or he she I don't know what he what he is uh, how empty this person's life must be in order for him to be addicted because this is an addiction and it's a very it's like he's a crack addict to my show. It's almost like his whole life revolves around you. And the radio show, you, you know, you mentioned that like the week, a week that we were off, you know, he was in distress and he was getting more aggressive in his, his, his emails towards you because he missed out on the one thing he looks forward to in the week. And that's and when your whole world is a radio show you listen to, you, you need to you need to, to, you know, reconsider your life. Well, I reconsidering, you know, his own life. I mean, look, man, I don't, I don't know this person. I've never met this person. I don't, I have no idea who this person is and what they do for a living. But I feel so sad for the people that actually know him personally. You know, think of how horrible it would be to have this person in your life who is a complete psychopath. 
that listens to the voices coming from a radio show and even attempts to assume that they know this person. Like, how and, how and does know, it even and, work? And know everything about that person. You, you you don't know. You can't know everything. You know. The, obviously, there's there's stuff. You know. Like I think you know. We're we're pretty we're pretty open books. But there's still stuff that you're not you're not going to know everything. You're not going to know a person from A to Z by listening to a radio show. You know. And and people who believe that are just delusional. Well, he is. He clearly is. But also, I think that uh, there there are some mental issues here. Uh, I don't know if his loneliness is pathological. Logical. I, I don't know if there is a something going on with this person that makes him say the things that he says, but uh, I, I, I may, I have some suggestions, and you know, I, I want Manny and Jacob and Nick here to give me some suggestions as to um, we need to make some suggestions for a hobby for this person to do on Saturday mornings. And the first thing that I thought about was a blow-up doll. <laughs> And uh, I figure that if I send this person a, a real life blow up doll, <laughs> it will give this uh, creature a, a pastime on a Saturday morning that will keep him entertained. So I, to the basement dweller, because I know that you listen into every word I'm saying, if you send me your address, uh, I will literally have. I'm going to use uh, Jacob's favorite place, Amazon, to deliver to your home um, n- not one blow-up doll, but I'm going to send you two. Wow. So this way, you can act- you can have a real date. It's like, what's up? And then, hopefully, <laughs> this person is going to like me. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm hooking this person up. You know, I, I think that they, he, he most definitely need a better hobby than sending the, uh, the, the emails that he keeps sending to me every single Saturday morning. And this person says the most god-awful things that you can possibly imagine, folks. The, the last thing that he did is that he's, he's now challenged me to a fist fight. He's challenging the old Carrasco to a fist fight. Who in the right mind would ever want to hurt a Canadian precious person? Treasure. You know, hey, we'll we, treasure. I'm a treasure. I'm a Canadian treasure. We'll, we'll take the pay-per-view here on, on Saga 960. We got your back. Uh, I was going to say. You I, think, my, you think my, so? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wait, my, my that would be quite the fight, you know? You think so, eh? Well, you, you, obviously, you would win. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, mean, I, I hope so. You know, but the, the truth is that, you know, in times of crisis, we, we never rise to the level of expectations. We fall to the level of our training. So, you know, this is what I do f- for living, really. When I'm not selling cars during the day, I, you know, I own a jiu-jitsu school and, uh, but why would I ever do that? I mean, when you see, when, whenever you have to get into a physical confrontation with somebody, you have failed. All your training failed because all your training teaches you not to do this because a lot of people confuse fighting, which is what we do at, at our school, with violence. And violence is not, it's not pretty. Violence is not, is not good. It's not something that no one should ever aim for because things can go bad very, very quickly. So the fact that some stranger is challenging the old Canadian treasure Carrasco. You know, I'm becoming part of the furniture here, you know? You know who I miss? Don Cherry, man. I miss Don Cherry. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I miss him. Can you, can we find a way to reach out to this guy? 
Can I we mean, find yeah, can we possibly, find a way to reach poss- out to him possibly. at some point and have him on the show? Po- I miss him intensely because uh I think that they did him dirty. They did him so dirty when when he uh, he was so I'm, canceled. I'm, and I'm, uh, I'm curious for for you because you know obviously the the comments were in relation to immigrants. Yes. For, for you as an immigrant, you, you didn't have a problem with his comments. Of course not. Okay. Why would I? He didn't say anything that was wrong. No, I mean, you know, I, I, what I was, just think... What was the comment that he made in relation to? He said, um, you know, like, you know, he was basically saying, you know, you, you people, you you love our way of life, you love our milk and honey, the least thing you can do is buy a poppy. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I think... I think the, Now, the, I'm going to show you something. Should I take my shirt off? I, I know I'm on camera, but I need to show you something. Should I do it? Should I... No, should, should I do this? It's I, up to I, you. Because I need to show you something. It's very, very important. You, you can't say you're going to do it and then not not do it. Okay, I, I, folks, <laughs> oh, if you if you're watching this, if you're watching this on Facebook, you are going to be in for a treat. One, 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 one person who's going to get really excited is, is the basement dweller. <laughs> Don't start an OnlyFans now, right? Uh, I, I, listen, I could make bank. <laughs> I, I think that we should call it a piece of my man dot com. You know. <laughs> so I I did something in 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 on. Honor to Don Cherry because I know exactly what he meant, you know. And can you narrate what's happening here, please, uh, Nick? Because I'm going to take my sure, shirt off sure. on camera. I can't believe I'm doing this, folks. I can't believe I'm doing it. So oh. Greg is removing his headphones, taking off his sunglasses. It's the moment of truth, and his shirt is off, and we can here. a tattoo of a poppy. It's a tattoo, and you know, I'll tell you this: he inspired me that day. Because some people would wear the tattoo, I mean, the uh, the poppy, when Remembrance Day, for like a day or two. Yeah, yeah. I decided to get it permanently <clears throat> tattooed. Oh, for sure. And for uh, that, it's something, it's one of my most precious tattoos. Mm-hmm. And he inspired me on that. You guys went really quiet when I took my shirt off. You know, I'm in amazing <laughs> shape, man. It's amazing, isn't, it? isn't that? It's like I'm wearing a tattoo of sweaters, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> what? What were you gonna say? Saying we should go to a break. Oh yeah, oh, probably. Oh, oh man, oh, we're oh. running out of time. Jeez, you know everybody's in shock here. Carrasco took his shirt off on the first live show. Everything is going downhill from here. Let's take a short break. The show is brought to you by Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity, the home of the no commission salespeople. We'll be right back. Tucker here, and if you're hearing the sound of my voice, it's too late to escape. You're listening to The Greg Carrasco Show. My dad told me Saturday mornings used to be for watching cartoons, and now we have to listen to this guy? My name's Lily, and you're listening to The Greg Carrasco Show! Well, since my baby left me, well, I found a new place to dwell. Well, it's down at the end of Lone Street that... 
to be Vegas Elvis, Greg, no. with, with that impression? I guess uh, Elvis with a Spanish accent? Come yeah, on, no, man. that could work. No, not really. Elviso. <laughs> Elviso. El Folks, if you, if you just tune in, you are missing out. I just got half naked on the radio and you missed it. <laughs> <laughs> the boys are still in awe here that a 51-year-old male is a specimen and a half. And I did that in honor of Don Cherry. You know, as a Canadian icon, you know, I missed the guy. And uh, the reason why that came up is because the, the basement dweller has no respect for a Canadian icon. You know, he just... Thrives I, and just I, getting I, a rice out of me on Saturday morning. I heard he uh, he he owns a Canadian flag, but he puts it upside down. That I don't even know what to say about this man, Jacob. Can you save him because he just killed the show? Like right there, I don't know what, where that what? I don't know where that comes from. No, it, 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 he probably does. Oh he probably does. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nick, yeah. sometimes, it, man, sometimes. Listen, and, and uh, if if uh, if for whatever reason, like Manny said, um, <laughs> his mother uh, has opened the blinds in the basement the first time this week. <laughs> what are some of the hobbies that we can suggest for the basement dweller, Jacob? Yeah, my the one, and it actually goes pretty well with with yours. What you said, Greg, about the dolls. I think knitting would be a good hobby for him and that way he could actually make some clothes for uh for his girlfriends exactly oh that's a good idea yeah yeah like a you know like a you know, knitted, I, i'm knitted sure bra he's very something. good with his hands oh good god <laughs> good, good god <laughs> where's where this going you know? I, I, don't, I don't know man <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry folks this show is digressing and regressing and it's falling apart it's deteriorating aggressively what what is a hobby that you have for uh, for the basement dweller here Nick uh, you know, how about cleaning? You know, his, his place is probably pretty dirty, so I, I think he he should get into cleaning. You know, it, it, would, it would at least his his mother wouldn't gag every time she goes down to his basement. Oh yeah, that that, that may not be a bad thing. But uh, you know, look, if uh, if if as as I know already, the basement dweller, the knuckle dragon mouth breathing troglodyte, is listening to the show right now, dude. You need to just find a better hobby on Saturday mornings other than just sending the most awful emails to me. It's not – nothing is going to happen now. You know, you're not going to get a response. We talk about you on air because you are someone that we laugh at, not with. And uh, it, it, it must be a very sad existence to, uh, to rely and, and, and to have the most significant part of, of your life because this is your claim to fame. This is as close as you have ever been from being famous – or infamous. 
Or what What else can we call what he is? Because, uh, you know, nobody knows what this person's name is. So uh, his notoriety is, is, is in his own head. <laughs> nobody knows who this person is. He, he probably thinks he's, he's a star now because we talk about him once in a while. The basement dweller? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, I don't know if that would be a, you know, a nickname that I would want to be known as. Like, you know, I don't know. You know, what do you think? But what do you think of my suggestions? I mean, if uh, if he sends me his address, I can send him, like, literally can, can deliver uh, a couple of blow-up dolls for him that would be a good Christmas present no no for Christmas we'll send them something else if I knew you know where to send it to I, I would uh, what would you send him for Christmas oh no that would require a little bit more thinking that you know off the cuff conversation here on the radio show I, maybe, I don't know. Maybe I, uh, Weight Watcher cookies? <laughs> Weight Watcher Christmas cookies? I, I, no, I think I would do something nice for him. Like I would send a cleaning company uh, or, or a pest control just to get rid of the cockroaches that I'm sure live in the basement with them. An exterminator? An exterminator, yes. yes to get rid of the rats that you know are under the couch that he spent all his time in. I heard the rats are, are his only friends. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, Nick, you you surprise me sometimes. But folks, we, we have digressed. We do have important things to talk about about we do have important people visiting the show and uh, hopefully um, you know together with us here on the show we're going to have uh, potentially somebody that could be the mayor of Oakville uh, Julia Hanna is going to join us uh, very soon uh, on the third hour of the show and we're looking forward to having a conversation with her so if you happen to live in Oakville um, write the number down 289-275-9600 289-275-9600 is the phone number and like I said to you earlier if you have been listening to the show from the beginning there's a common theme of all the songs that we play every show and if you guess it right you can send me an email at greg at gregcarrasco.com greg at gregcarrasco.com the first person who guesses the theme of all the songs today will get a choice of a set of airpods or two years worth of oil changes courtesy of Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity and we are the home of the no commission salespeople. we are going to take a short break and we'll be right back on the other side of the hour What's up, everybody? This is Randy Couture, and if I'm not beating people up, I'm listening to The Greg Carrasco Show. Give it a listen. Take care. It is time for Greg Carrasco! Kick it! Whoa, it's The Greg Carrasco Show. Get this party on the road. How fast can this light go? Whoa, yeah. Celebrity guests from the East Coast to the West. Who knows who he has next? At Greg Carrasco, trending Twitter like a bomb. Tens of thousands on his lawn. He's even followed by your mom. What? Broadcasting live. Here is your warning. The topics are flowing every Saturday morning. Car talk like Sherlock. The guy knows wheels like a Dow stock. Movie talk on a boardwalk. Shoot facts like a tomahawk. So entertaining. Turn up the station. There's no more waiting. The show is beginning. It's too late to escape. Let's go. Here's your host, Greg Carrasco. Thank you. 
Just uh, blowing up the radio says It doesn't. It didn't matter where you went. Oh yeah, this song was playing in the background. This, I think it's safe to say this is one of the best one-hit wonders oh, ever. Oh, hundred percent. I've I have this, ne- I've never heard another one of this guy's songs. Well, no, but I'm just saying in terms of one-hit wonders, I don't think it, 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 there's a couple that really stand out. Like you think of this, you think of like my Sharona back in the day. Yeah, that's uh, that is true. Uh, yeah, this yeah. is on it. This is up there. Uh, it's impossible to come back, uh, you know, from this. It's, it was too big. That was what, that was the biggest downside of this song that it was too big. The problem is it's not like it's not like he just couldn't follow it up. I just don't think he's released any music at all. Like he, he's just gone off the grid. Well, maybe, well, when maybe you make, made, that, when oh, you yeah, make ma- that kind of dough, well, yeah, maybe he made so much money off that one song, he just he was able to retire after. <laughs> You know there are there are many artists that uh, just live off the uh, the royalties of you know a w- one song yeah, forever. I yeah. mean, if you you know it doesn't matter how little you get paid if it's played a billion times, and, eventually you're gonna make you're gonna start making some serious dough on this, no? Yeah, for sure. And, and and you know he won a lot of awards too. I mean, if I'm not mistaken, he won like three or four Grammys just for this song and this album. Really? Eh? Yeah. Well, I uh, these th- that song is part of a theme this morning, and uh, whoever guesses it right, uh, they're going to be given a choice between a set of AirPods or two years worth of oil changes, courtesy of Oakville Infinity Nissan. And uh, Arthur says that uh, the answer to the theme is staying together. <clears throat> no, another one says uh, salvation from the basement is the answer. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. Uh, but anyways, I um, I was curious to get your perspective on this, Nick, because I know that you like politics, okay? Yes. And um, during my interview yesterday with uh, Richard Surrett on his show, we were discussing that um, there, was a, there was a group in the United States that uh, uh, it's got to do with freedom of information, and uh, they opened up uh, Anthony Fauci's uh, tax returns for the last two years, and uh, they discovered that um, you know while many Americans and businesses have been struggled and uh, gone completely broke and out of business and unemployed, his uh, his net worth has increased by over five million dollars um, for the last two years. In fact. He is the highest paid federal employee in the United States, more so than the president. Did you know that Anthony Fauci makes more money than the president? I did not know that. Um, you know, I, I want to wow. I want to get Jacob and, uh, and money included into this conversation here because I, I think it's important to get, you know, young people's opinion on, on this sort of um, conflict of interest. Uh, you know, first and foremost, do you think that somebody should earn more money as a federal uh, as a federal employee more money than the president? No, no, absolutely not. Because the bottom line is, the buck stops with the president. the The majority of the pressure 
in the federal government, or at least the executive branch of the federal government, lies on the shoulder of the president. It is you're scrutinized, you're criticized, you you you're a lot of your privacy is gone. You know you're you're vulnerable to threats. You're you know you have um, immense pressure. So you, you if. You out of the federal government, you're the one who deserves to be the most compensated. You know, you're the you're the top person. Do you think that uh, you see um, Fauci has been a bureaucrat in the United States for close to fifty years, mm-hmm. and uh, ever since the pandemic, his net worth just literally skyrocketed. In fact, over the last two years, he's received. Close to a million dollars from foreign nonprofits, wow. like undisclosed did, nonprofits. Did he make a lot with the speeches and the speaking engagements as uh, well? Or? No, not no? from what I understand no? this. But wow. I mean, as a federal employee, you would think that uh, there are some restrictions into the amount of money that is that is paid to these sort of people, right? Yeah. Uh, do you know his his exact salary? Like, because that's all that's public, right? Uh, yeah, I don't know what his actual salary. Because I know is. the I know the president makes four hundred thousand U.S. a year. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Why would you want to take that pay cut? Uh, let me see here. <laughs> uh, uh, no, I don't think I have his uh, his actual income. Okay. Uh, here, but uh, what I do know is this: yeah. that uh, the, his tax. Yeah, uh, his his tax uh, return was released, and uh, he has made over five million dollars in the last two years. And you, you th- like you said, it, it is kind of it is kind of like it, it's insane to think that he made all that money when, like you said, small businesses and you know uh, many communities were suffering because of you know restrictions that he suggested. And I I do think at a, there was a time where some restrictions were appropriate, but. You know, he. I think he kept he kept that advice going for way too long. He was in favor of that for way too long when it was way overdue, and in the process, he was profiting off of that that uh, those uh, that advice and the TV appearances and stuff like that. And other people, you know, s- small business people were struggling. I just think it's. It's it's ludicrous to think about that, and it, and you know I don't if small business owners are up in arms and outraged, I don't blame them. Uh, I, you know, according to Forbes uh, magazine, it says that Dr. Anthony Fauci makes four hundred and seventeen thousand dollars a year. That's wow. that's his actual federal salary. More than the uh, president. Uh, yeah. yeah, and uh, which is a very very interesting pr- proposition. Now, the one part that. And, and please forgive me for, you know, maybe not having the capacity to understand this. And uh, uh, it's something that has always troubled me. Let's say that the government opens up an office and hires professionals to to fix the problem. Okay. You know, let's say that uh, we, we have a, an office to help us cure or find a cure or a solution to a, the, 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 the disease, the, this, I mean, this this. A disease, period. The moment that you find a solution to this problem, you are no longer needed. Correct? Yes. So why would you ever want to find a solution to the problem? Wouldn't you want to make the problem bigger so your job becomes secure? Well, unfortunately, I think a lot of people would see it that way, yeah. No, but I mean, I I don't understand what the actual... Uh, benefit for the person hired to solve the problem is while they solve the problem. 
Yeah, because you're, you're basically saying like once they, they find the solution, once they solve the problem, they're not needed anymore. Precisely. Yeah. So, you know, and, and, and I know you you will all hate me for saying this, but uh, you know, I, I quote this all the time because it, went, it resonated with me so deeply that it, it made me understand a lot of politics when it comes to this. I mean, you can't expect a man some to, to understand something if his income or her income is based on them not understanding it. So why would you ever want to fix the problem that you were hired to fix because the moment you fix it, you lose your job. So once you're there, you find a bigger problem by there, you know, therefore securing your position within an organization. And this is the problem with task forces that are hired by governments all around Canada to, to solve a solution, to study a problem in the community, to do this, to, you know, to, you know, this, this situation with truth and reconciliation. You know, what happened yesterday, I, 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 you know, I was trying to understand what was happening yesterday, and it was it was beyond me, because I understand the need for reconciliation and truth, of course. But what I didn't understand was, it's like, what is wearing orange going to do to solve the problems? No, it's purely symbolic. That's all it is. Now, instead, every single federal employee got a day off, didn't they? It was a, it yes. was a holiday yes, for them? Yes, they did. They did. And you know, those same employees also got a day off on the Queen's funeral, you know? And that that's two days where federal employees got off that the majority of at least the Ontario population did not get off. So the question, I don't, again, I could be wrong, folks. I, I don't, because I am just, you know, I, I'm just a car guy. I, I don't know what I'm talking about. But I asked myself the following question. Instead of giving federal employees another day off, why don't we get give away the salary of all those federal employees and use it to provide some potable water for indigenous communities in northern Canada? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Why do you do you think that that's reasonable? Well, you know, the, the money's got to come from somewhere, and and you know, like in the end, if if maybe if you if you cut a few jobs that aren't needed, you know, you can make that you can make that kind of money and invest it into, like you said, those indigenous communities. And the thing is, they desperately need more resources. They need uh, access to clean drinking water. They they need they need these things, and they've been ignored for way too long. And way way up north, you know, communities are suffering. Well, I, I, I and this is coming from from a layman's perspective because I honestly don't know how the government is tackling this situation. And I believe that is 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 true and utter hypocrisy to still have the same issues that we have with running water in Aboriginal communities and us just giving free time to federal employees yet again, pretending that they care. At what point are we going to stop pretending? Mm-hmm. Let's stop pretending that we're doing something. Wearing a color means nothing. If the rest of the year you are taking no action in relation to solving a problem, then maybe an issue. Mm-hmm. For you, then you may care about. Yeah. No, and, and, and you know, actions speak what, like you know, actions that have consequence actually speak a lot louder than the actions that are purely symbolic. 
Our guest has arrived. So we are going to set up the studio here to talk to Julia Hanna, who could potentially be the new mayor of Oakville. This show is brought to you by Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity. We're going to get everything set up. And don't forget, there is a theme for all the songs. If you guess it right, there's a set of AirPods or two years worth of oil changes. Stay tuned. This should be an interesting interview. We'll be right back. My name is Sean Avery. I love getting under people's skin, but not as much as this guy. You're listening to the Greg Carrasco Show. Hey, hey, what's up, Toronto? When the boogeyman goes to sleep, he checks under his bed for me. Ken Shamrock here. And you're listening to the Greg Carrasco Show. Hello, Toronto. George Michael was thinking about me when uh, when he uh, put the song together, especially after the display of phenomenal Adonis-like physique in the previous hour that you saw here on the show. You see, I, my face is perfect for radio. So is my body. <laughs> I look better on the radio, for sure, folks. Especially wearing the shirt that I've been shamed of wearing today is, uh, you know, my, my co-hosts have been brutal with me. Uh, the show is, as you all know, the show is brought to you by Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity, home of the no commission salespeople. So before you make any car buying decision, you owe it to yourself to get some ruthless, brutally honest advice on your decisions. And often uh, a lot of people make mistakes. And that's one of the reasons why they come and see me, because I will try to help you not to. It was, it was Sun Tzu that said, if you see your enemy making a mistake, let them. You're not my enemy. So if you bring to me your concerns about any automotive decision, you need to come and see me. We'll help you out. Second, if you want to find um, the closest thing to an ideology, a religious experience that, you, that I have found in my adult life, come and see me at Okta BJJ. We are the only exclusive Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Academy in Oakville. And uh, it's exploding. We're almost full, but um, you know, a big shout out to the people there. Now... I'm super happy this morning for having the opportunity of having a conversation. And I, I want to have a real conversation with, with someone that uh, could potentially mean change. I have been a resident of Oakville for the last, you know, 25 years or so. And uh, I have seen the city, uh, you know, in its infancy and in, in the sense of before the giant demographic explosion that took place, uh, you know, in the mid-90s mid and early 2000s. And uh, I have also seen some of the not so 
nice things that that have happened in the city for the last little while. And that doesn't include, according to Nick, the uh, the coyote problems. <laughs> We're going to have the discussion on another show. <laughs> but I'm so happy to have here uh, Julia Hanna. Julia, thank you hey, for joining the Carrasco morning. Show this morning. How are you? It is a pleasure to be here. It really is. You know, <clears throat> I, I, I was reading your bio and yes. um, you started Paradiso. Yes, before that, Cafe Galleria. You're too young to remember that. No, thank you. Thank yeah. you. I'm not that young. <laughs> I'm not. I. <laughs> now, you know, Paradiso is a staple downtown yes, Oakville. And uh, I, I, as a resident, I, I get to cycle through all the restaurants and the strip. And it's such a wonderful place to go and eat. I mean, yes. there, there is a lot of wonderful people working downtown Oakville. Mm-hmm. But how, you know, from you are a very, very accomplished businesswoman. Yes. Thank How you. do you transition from a business and uh, creating a product that you keep on, you know, I can see your formula here. Right. Um, how do you transition from a business person into politics? Because it's a hard transition and uh, your whole life gets put in uh, onto, the, onto the microscope. Why would you want to do that? Well, you've lived here for 25 years, so you obviously love this community like I, I do. do. And I've been here for 40 years. I came from the city of Toronto, and I remember the first time I came to Oakville, I thought I'd need my passport because it just seemed so far away. But, you know, you knew the minute you drive in this community, you know it's something special, right? Mm-hmm. And I opened my first uh, restaurant when I was 26 years old, and I had $800 in the bank, and I didn't think that was going to be a problem. And, you know, when you're young, you, you do things that are fearless that way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you think about taking on this leadership role to, to be able to, it, you do, your life does change. But if you really do believe in your town and believe in the people that live in your town, you really don't have a choice when you see things going in a direction that you know will impact not only your quality of life, but the future. And business, you know better than anyone. Mm -hmm. The business skills, the tangible business skills are what we often don't have in the political arena that we should have. Precisely. And I think that often uh, communities or even governments, for that matter, they're not run as a business and, and they right. should be. Uh, I mean, at some point, we, we need to look at the financial statement. We mm-hmm. need to look at the revenue. We need to look at what is left. We need mm-hmm. to look at budgets and make those things important. But you see, what is the direction that you see going in the town of Oakville right now that you felt compelled to say no I can make a difference on this. Where do you see it going? Well, interesting. That's a great question because like you, we had a sense that something, there's really a a sense of the change that is happening is change that's making us uncomfortable. So we went from being voted number one in 2018 in Money Sense magazine to being voted number 70 in 2021, uh, Hamilton being 71 in McLean's magazine. You know, when six out of 10 of our own residents in a town survey have said to us, we wouldn't recommend Oakville as a place for our family and friends to live, then you have to start investigating what's going on. So what's happening is we have right now the Midtown Core, you know where the gold station is? Yes, of course. In 2008, we had an opportunity to develop that into a community that would have been absorbed by the rest of the community. Mm -hmm. We didn't act on it. It's 2022 now, and we're looking at 59-story, three of them, 
um, skyscrapers in a parcel of land that will not be able to accommodate it. We do not have any deals with Metro Links. We have no deals with the Minister of Transportation. And now we're talking about putting all these people and the infrastructure is not there. Those are the kind of things that start to to pull, erode, erode yes. a community. When you have the new development, which is Ward 7, mm-hmm. which was promised a community centre over 15 years ago, and they still don't have it and now being promised it in 2022. When you have the, just things that are not being completed that have now added up. We purchased a post office building in downtown Oakville because you know downtown Oakville, the parking is the issue. Oh, yeah. We purchased that in 2011. It's now 2022. Still nothing. And we have a wait list for the employees of downtown Oakville for two to three years for a parking permit. You're never going to. How are those retailers and restaurants going to attract people in a market that's so difficult when their employees can't park? It's the list of all of these things that are piling up. So is it under management? Is it mismanagement? Or what is it? You know, if I, I want to be honest with you, because I think right time we're at that place where we need to be honest. I think when you spend money recklessly, something's going to happen. And it's not going to go well. When we're in business, we spend money. When we spend our money, we have to know that that money can be paid back, or at least it's going to benefit what we're doing. So where do you think that money has been spent recklessly oh. in our town? One give, give us a few examples. A prime example, mm-hmm. uh, over $11 million being spent on legal fees to defend Glen Abbey. When it didn't move the needle, it was literally a conversation with the province where the premier asked the developers to pull that application. And to falsely say it's been saved, Glen Abbey has not been saved. But why do we spend $11 million? Think about where we could have used that money today when you think of the economic struggle so many of our own families in Oakville are facing. Well, I can see that. And, and many of those uh, economic struggles are happening because of taxes. Yes. I mean, the taxes have gone up in Oakville considerably. Right. So, you know, do you have some visibility as to what the percentage of the increase in taxes has been for the last you few years? You know what? The the taxes, like, it's such a convoluted, um, it, it's it's determined also by the province. Mm-hmm. Um, and they determined your land, your land value. My concern is... Our existing administration uh, professes that we've gone up with the rate of inflation. And my question is, how are you spending those tax dollars? And I know we're heading into a storm because we're not spending those tax dollars efficiently and effectively. If you're elected as mayor, would you be interested in finding a way to lower property taxes? I think, Laura, right now, the biggest biggest challenge that families are facing is the cost of living. Mm -hmm. And taxes are one of the places that you can impact their life. And part of the challenge that we have with taxes, if we need to work with partnerships with other, with industries, so that when we bring people into our community, what does it cost our town? The least it costs us, the better it is for the residents. And keeping the tax rate low is absolutely one of the things that has to be the top priority because that is one thing that impacts 
everybody directly. You know, it, one of the challenges that uh, that I have had because I I am an employer in the town of Oakville yes. is that uh, with the exception of two people within my entire organization, yes. no one can afford to live in Oakville. So most of the people that work in my companies, right. they don't live in the town. Right. Is that you know housing is that creates that affordability to live in the town is a big issue in, right. in in my perspective. Now you know understanding where we are at. Yes. Understanding the the direction that you feel needs to be changed, how do you propose that you are going to do this? I okay. mean, what is what is your plan for the town? Well, that's such a great question because you know there is no silver bullet answer. But what you have to first do is recognize that you have an impending tsunami here. Mm -hmm. We now in in Oakville. We pay the second highest rental rates in all of Canada next to Vancouver. When 90% of my own staff in my business cannot afford to live in this community, there's a problem. Mm -hmm. We have seniors that have lived their life in Oakville and have given their life to Oakville to make in Oakville better. And they're literally being forced to move out because... As we know, most individuals, their house is their major asset, right? Mm -hmm. So they're being forced to move out of the community they love because they can't afford to live there. So what we have to do is we have to look at models throughout the world and look at different models like um, – like for example with seniors is there is we need to look at models where they can live within a structure within their family's home so we can accommodate them there we need to look at what is the rest of the world doing we're not the only ones that are handling uh, who are facing this problem we don't have the answers so we need to look out and we need to convene Mm -hmm. A task force that is filled with experts in their field, architects, urban planners, developers. You need to bring them to the table because they're the ones who have done the research and sit with them and say, what can we do? But saying everybody's facing this problem isn't good enough. Fixing it overnight, any politician that promises you that, we know. They're not telling you the do you, truth. Do you think the current administration, you know, or do you think, you know, Rob Ford as mayor, do you Wait, think... Rob Burton. Oh, sorry, Rob Burton. Oh, my, oh my gosh. goodness. He, uh, no, we never I forget Rob Ford. I'm, I'm Ford, sorry. Right? That, that's embarrassing. Rob <laughs> no, Burton. Yes. Uh, Rob Burton, yes. Yes. Um, do you think Rob Burton has actually, you know, addressed in, inflation at all? Do you think he actually cares that it's affecting the people of Oakville at a rapid rate? Well, I will tell you that Oakville was always known, and you would know this, as a bubble. It was. I remember my friends and family from Toronto would say, you live in the bubble, because everything that seemed to happen outside didn't penetrate. Well, guess what? We are facing the same struggles in our community that every other community is facing. We have a 9.4% poverty rate in Oakville. So think of that percentage. But pretending it doesn't exist... It's not going to make the problem go Thank away. You. And that's what we have now. You know, and this is something that interests me at a personal level. It's like, at what point do you decide that that you are the one that can make the difference? Because, you know, you are going against somebody that has been in power for 16 years. Mm -hmm. And networks have been developed. Friendships have been right. developed. And, and, you know, some of them are... You know, arguably, they're corrosive yes. uh, friendships and networks that have been developed. How, what makes you feel that you are the one? I absolutely will tell you 
the only confidence I have mm-hmm. is the confidence that the people the people around me that are supporting me. What do I know? Collaboration is everything. Mm-hmm. You can't do it on your own. So if you look around the table, and when I look around the table of people supporting me, and I look at each and every one of them and think, I, if you're here, then you believe that we need to do something. Mm-hmm. And they are the ones. And it is literally the amount of engagement we have this time is at times overwhelming, but it's also proof that people know that we can be better, we can be kinder, we can be more inclusive. What is a thing that is resonating with almost everyone I speak to? They don't feel heard. If I come to the town with something that is in my life impacting me, mm-hmm. and my town tells me, you live in the best place on the planet, that's not going to make me feel better. I know I live in a great place. That's why I moved here. Mm-hmm. But you tell me that you're hearing me. Tell me, put me, connect me to the people that can help me. Make sure that you they know when they come to you as a town that you actually care what they have to say. We do not have that now. I I, I do happen to believe that, Julia. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll share this in uh, as trite and simple as it may sound. Mm-hmm. Um, I became, yesterday I was doing an interview with my uh, my good friend Richard Sred, who was at radio show here on the station on, on, on Fridays. And... Um, I remember when Ribfest took place, mm-hmm. and uh, we had a drive-through Ribfest, mm-hmm. which was a complete embarrassment. Um, when everybody else was opening up and including all the families and the neighborhoods and the people that were trapped for two years, Oakville insisted mm-hmm. in to have restrictions for citizens to come out and live their lives. Mm-hmm. You know, the previous week I had been in Burlington. And in Burlington, as you know, it's a party town. Mm -hmm. There were tens of thousands of people Mm -hmm. on the street doing the exact same festival. Mm -hmm. How are you going to tackle that? Because that, for me, was a definition of oppression, of depression, of restriction that Mm -hmm. Oakville seems to be now getting to be known for. Absolutely, uh, will agree with you. What we have to do, first of all, is embrace that we need community events. What has come out of these last two and a half years Mm -hmm. is a mental health challenge that is going to be like a tsunami. It is like a tsunami. The, the, uh, The professionals, the health professionals are telling you we can't keep up. We have young children struggling with anxiety. We are hurting. Why? Because we weren't together. Because our lives got turned upside down. So we as a community now have to make sure that we can help facilitate community groups from all ethnicities to be able to celebrate their culture, to celebrate, period, together. We have resources in our town. We have community centers. We have parks. We have places for people to gather. And we need to encourage and help facilitate that they do so. Now... Just in closing remarks, yes. there has been a spike in crime in Oakville for the last yes. little bit. How are we going to address that if you become the mayor? I think that we have our police force. They are a phenomenal. Uh, they're a phenomenal group. We are lucky to have the budget we have. Mm-hmm. I think what we have to do is catch up now. Because we grew so quickly and because the area that we're seeing a lot of increased crime is also very, uh, very accessible to the highway. And yeah. as you know, yep. that becomes a prime target. So we are definitely, definitely already we're speaking mm-hmm. about it, and there will be a change there. 
So one final thought right. that you can send to the constituency of Oakville. You know, how would you like to close this interview with us here on the Carrasco Show? I would. Well, thank you for that opportunity. I would like to close it by saying the most important thing that I can implore and beg you to do is vote. Mm -hmm. 8.9% of the world lives under a democratic society. Only (laughs) 8.9% of the world. Amen to that. This is precious. And I want to say to people that municipal politics is the grassroots. That is where your life is affected most. Please, please get out to vote. Thank you so much. And that was very, very well spoken. Folks, if you live in Oakville, this is one of the uh, candidates uh, to become the, the mayor of Oakville. Julia, Hannah, everyone, thank you so much for being on the show. So and uh, hopefully if you get elected, you don't forget about us. I never, how, I'd like to know anybody who's ever been able to forget about him. You know? It's not possible. Even if they try. No, Even if they I, try. It's not possible. Thank you so much, thank folks. You. The show is brought to you by Oakville Nissan in Oakville Infinity, home of the No Commission salespeople, we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. What's up, everybody? This is Randy Couture, and if I'm not beating people up, I'm listening to the Greg Carrasco show. Give it a listen. Take care. Darcy Tucker here. And if you're hearing the sound of my voice, it's too late to escape. You're listening to The Greg Carrasco Show. Well, that was uh, that was interesting. I, um, I, you know, it was. Uh, she's so nice to talk to. Well, she she is. I like her. Oh, she she really is. I like her a bit. She seems like a great person. And uh, if um, if the current mayor of uh, of Oakville is listening to the show, uh, he has an open invitation to come and join the show and. Uh, debate or, you know, come in and dispute, you know, and defend or perhaps even provide with some solutions uh, or answers on the direction of town. Would you agree that that would be a fair? Of um, course. Of course. You know, I mean, Rob Burton's welcome anytime. You know, hey, it's it's we have we have an open show. You know, we're open to having many guests and we want to hear opposing opinions. So um, to Rob Burton. If you if you listen to the show, uh, you have an open invitation to come here and we can discuss this because there may be a perfectly good explanation as to why things are going the way they're going. But we all fear what we don't know. And right now, there is a lot of things that that we don't know. And and this is, again, is the open invitation. Uh, we're supposed to have a couple of callers. Are they here now? Uh, you know, we, we're supposed to have Zach and, and Michael. Uh, Zach and Michael, are you guys here now? Let's see. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. How are you guys? How's it going? 
I don't know Doing if they great. Uh, nice, nice morning today. Nice crisp morning. Feeling good out there. Steelheads win. <laughs> now they, they did win. They did. Uh, yeah, they won on th- Thursday right against Niagara. Yeah, it was a it was a big win for them. And you, uh, and you, Niagara and Ice, especially on the road, to make a make a huge statement, especially on the first game, because with all the guys out of the lineup right now at NHL camps, like Belbel Belouz, who's supposedly supposed to be back soon. Uh, Del Mastro, Owen Beck, uh, the young guys really stepped up on Thursday. Uh, it was a big win. Yeah, and then, you know, considering they were so shorthanded, would you credit that win to, like, just their resiliency? And, you know, like, because we we saw, you know, what they're capable of last year, and, you know, they still they made it, you know, to the second round of the playoffs. Do you, do you think this is a resilient team? Uh, yeah, I would say yeah, so. I would say so for sure. I mean, I've been around this team for five years. I don't think there's been buzz quite like this, you know, not just the firepower, but like Mike mentioned, the young guys. And I think resilient is a really good word that you mentioned because of, again, who was out of the lineup. And, you know, you're talking about 16-year-old kids who are coming in here on the big stage, you know, a near-sold-out arena in Niagara and just putting on a show and and pure domination. I don't think the score was really indicative of how the game went. So uh, I am really impressed so far with those young guys. I think they'll continue to build as we get the guys from NHL camp back. I think, uh, you know, I spoke to a few guys the other day when I was around the team. And they mentioned how important it is as a 16-year-old rookie to be around those vets who have been around the league for three, four years. And, uh, you know, I think the mesh between, you know, those two ages and and those two skill groups will be huge for this team going forward. Yeah, I'm going to piggyback on that. Like, Charlie Callahan, I mean, he's a defenseman, overage defenseman. What a a game he had, and he's a leader. He's a leader out there, and you could totally see it. Played the power play. Uh, The young guys really look up to him. And, I mean, Luke Misa... This is his draft year as well. Uh, Finn Harding, this is his draft year. Uh, Vladimir Hall, the uh, import draftee, that's his draft year too. I mean, uh, they, these guys got a lot to prove. And Macy's the best. The, the young guys really played well. They didn't let Niagara push them around. And Niagara really tried to do that. But uh, the young guys said, no, you guys are going to push us around. We're coming right back at you. And, and as Zach said, it was total domination. Don't let the scoreboard fool you. It was 3-3. Three to three. Uh, really should have been ten to three. If you ask me, Zach goes, "Yeah." I mean, I called the game with Matt Cullen. He's not wrong. No, it should really should have been ten to three. But the uh, goaltender, goaltender Owen Flores for the Niagara Ice Dogs, really kept them in it. But the team, the way they cycled the puck, it just looked like an ongoing washing machine. If you watch the washing that's, machine that's go around a, the circle, that's, that's an interesting, exactly what the Steelheads were doing. That's an interesting analogy. Yeah. So this this Sunday game is a pretty special game. It's the home opener. But for what I understand, there is a whole new broadcasting team. You know, how many games are you guys covering for the season? I mean, a home in a way. Oh, every so, game. Go ahead, Jack. I'll let you take Yeah, so, so it's it's 68 games for the season. So it's an even split. 34 at Paramount Five Food Center in Mississauga and then 34 elsewhere. So Mike will be on the road for all of those road games and he'll be traveling with the team on the bus, getting to know the guys, hopefully not annoying them too much. And, uh, <laughs> and I'll be at home. Um, I'll be doing all the home games. So it's great. And, and for that pre-show, like you mentioned, for the home opener, uh, we're actually setting up outside of gate two. We're doing a panel. So, you know, come say hi if you're, if you're going to the game or just hanging around. We'd be happy to, to see you, hopefully get you on air. And I think it's going to be a great time. It's going to be a huge party. And like I said, big buzz around this team this year. So it's certainly a different feeling steelhead team. Uh, pretty similar to the one that went to the final a few years ago. Yeah, yeah Luke Misa, he said that. Just went out on that Luke Misa, I talked to him a little bit, and he said, you know what? This is our year. And especially with all the older, we have, or excuse me, the Mississauga Steelheads have an older team as well. So 
I mean, get out there, get your tickets, get out there on Sunday. It's going to be a great party, as Zach said. And, uh, wow, I mean, get, get excited, Steelhead fans. Get excited. Yeah, and another thing, Greg, that's different about this year, too, is unlike the last last year, the Steelheads will be playing not only the teams in the Eastern Conference, but the Western Conference as well. How excited are you guys as a broadcasting team to be able to get to see the entire league and a return to normalcy as opposed to just half of the teams? I'm pumped, personally. I think, uh, you know, there, there are two guys in the West specifically that I really wanted to see because it's their upcoming NHL draft years, and that's Colby Barlow, who plays for Owen Sound, and then also Cam Allen, who I watched a little bit yesterday with the Guelph Throne. Like, these are two guys who are expected to go in the top ten in the NHL draft, and it's always fun to watch them. And we got some treats seeing them in the Eastern Conference last year, but those are two guys who have played already at the uh, U18 level who really impressed for Team Canada. So those are guys I'm really excited to looking forward to seeing and watching. And also, you know, just getting to know the broadcasters on the West side. It's always nice to mingle for us. It's, it's great to watch the kids as well, but, you know, just getting to know people, keep in touch. You know, that's how Mike and I met. We were working for opposing teams, and we just kept talking in the booth, seeing each other, and it, it grew into a friendship, and uh, it's, it's, right. it's a lot of fun. And, and you, yeah, it was, I mean, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I, I was just going to say, you know, you, you mentioned that the, the Steelheads players are really confident about this season. Like, they think this is going to be their year. You know, they, they, they really, like, they believe in themselves. They believe in their talent, and they, and they believe in their chemistry. If you had to pick one team, you know, that was the biggest threat to the Steelheads this season, which team would that be? The biggest what, sorry? Biggest threat. Biggest sorry, threat. I that, my phone. Oh, the biggest threat. Okay. Threat, uh, yeah. Well, I'm going to say North, the North Bay Battalion. Oh, yeah? North Bay Battalion would be my first uh, first pick because they got goaltending uh, with uh, it's really, very strong goaltending. Ty Nelson's coming back from NHL camp. Uh, Dom DiPincentis is their goaltender as well. I mean, they got a really strong defense, really strong forward uh, crop. Uh, I'm going to say they're the team right now. Peterborough looks good as well. Uh, I mean, you never know. I mean, Barry, they just hang hung on last night, but Barry, they picked to win the Chancellor Division and picked to win uh, this and that. You know, they, the so called prognosticators, they, I mean, I'm a prognosticator. You could be a prognosticator. That's <laughs> a prognosticator, right? They had, they had the Steelheads to finish last last year, right? What happened last year? They, they beat the Richmond, odds. Probably, exactly, probably one of the best coaches for developing players in the OHL by far. And what did he do? Got coach of the year, developed these players. These guys are better now. And now with these, uh, and he actually just made a trade yesterday, uh, sorry, on Thursday, acquiring Bryce Cook from the uh, Niagara Ice Dogs. I mean, that adds a lot, too. So that, that's telling me that you're kind of going for it a little bit, Zach, can you say? It, it, it's a statement for sure. I mean, look, like this is the most talented team that we've seen on paper since that, that team that appeared in the final back in 2015, I believe. So... Yeah, it's such a statement to acquire a guy like Cook, who provided some depth scoring for Niagara last year. I think it really does say something to your team that they are going for it from the get-go, and why shouldn't they? I mean, the Eastern Conference is a tough one this year, but uh, Mississauga is as built for it as anybody in this league, so I really do believe that you know they're as good as anybody, not just in the East, but, but as a whole. But I think you mentioned the North Bay, which is probably the pick. They're probably the number one team that would challenge Mississauga for an Eastern title, and you know, just mentioning names, Matt Bay Petrov, too, who got in, I think, two or three games with Edmonton in the preseason in the NHL, and he looks really good. So, you know, there are a lot of threats, but, you know, our guys have played in NHL games, too, already, and, uh, you know, a lot of them are actually sticking around right now, making a case to make those teams. 
Uh, so we've got a pretty good group too. This is, I'm, I'm feeling really confident and, and I'm just excited to get going. And you know, there's lots to be excited right now about if you're a Steelheads fan. What I can exactly. tell you, what dominate. Sorry, guys. I you know I, I hate to interrupt you, but uh, you know we're gonna have to wrap up very quickly. Thank you so much for taking the time to join the Carrasco Show this morning, and I, I think on behalf of the entire crew here at Saga Nine Sixty, we wish you the biggest home opener event ever, and I hope you guys can kill it this season uh, in in the, in the new gig. I mean, this is an entire new broadcasting team. Zach, Michael, <laughs> thank you so very much, and you are welcome to come on the show anytime to talk about you know talk to us about new and upcoming events and again thank you so much for coming to the Carrasco show okay get your tickets if you're a Steelheads fan get your tickets this is going to be an exciting season thank you very much Wow, that was intense. I wish I had more to contribute, Nick, on, on this conversation. The same thing with Jacob. I, You know, I'm not a sports guy. You I should practice. Greg, sports. you need to become a hockey fan. No. We're going to make you into a hockey fan. No, Yes, no. Well, yes. That's going to be my mission. I no. think you could be a, a color commentator. Do you know what a color commentator is, Greg? Uh, no. A color commentator. So, like, let's say you're watching a sports game. There's yeah. the guy who does the play-by-play, like, oh, and he skates down with the with the puck. And then there's the second guy who's who, like, is, like, the uh, does the analysis. Yeah. Snoop Dogg did color commentary for for TNT down in the states. Oh yeah. So I, I I think if Snoop Dogg could do it, I think you could do it. I think that it's always good to have a a good you know layman's you know perspective on anything that's going on on the side. It's like uh, that's I guess that that's the, the 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 comedy aspect of it. That's what you're talking about, yeah. Just to add some, you, 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 just you, add some flair. That's what the color commentary does. You just give out your thoughts. If you liked what this player Flair. did, even if you just say, oh, you know, this player's got a cool helmet. <laughs> really? I, yeah, I like or, or, the sticker I, on his helmet. I, I should do that one yeah. of these days. You should, yeah. do just, just, you just, should do just it. Just for fun. You know, uh, folks, I... Uh, <laughs> Every every single Saturday is uh, it amazes me how quickly uh, three hours can go by of straight out conversation, and uh, today's show has been filled with you know just literally exchange between people here. You know, a few phone calls. We have a, the potential new mayor of Oakville here talking to us about the new direction of town, making invitations to recurrent mayor to come down and talk to us, and trying to solve Manny's vaping problems uh, and uh, hopefully hurting his dating life because you know women should not date guys who vape is a sign of bad decisions what do you think jacob is that, that's a good advice man I'm, I'm, I'm hooking people up by giving them good sound advice yeah, you you always give good advice you've always got a good good and <laughs> that's the thing is you never know what kind of advice you, that's why you need to tune in every saturday you never know what kind of advice you're gonna get you never know who he's gonna give advice to greg carrasco is just a a walking a walking piece of advice <laughs> no you never know what we're gonna talk about on a saturday that's the beauty of it beauty of it you know it's so organic you know we don't even know like we we, we just we go we go with the flow and whatever happens happens well i and i love that about the show that it's, it's real. It, it happens. And uh, I, I cannot end the show with saying this again. I want to send a big thank you to Professor Flavio from flying out from 
Abu Dhabi to spend a week with us at Okta BJJ in Oakville. It was uh, it was an absolute experience to have you around, and uh, I am looking forward to further um, ventures together, if if you will. And uh, I cannot wait to meet the rest of your family and uh, on behalf of the entire team at Okta BJJ and and all the students. Thank you so much for your contribution, and you know it was so nice to have you. Um, and also to my entire crew at Oakville Nissan in Oakville Infinity, we uh, we had a phenomenal, phenomenal month last month, and this is despite the uh, the construction and the absolute chaos that it means to put two stores into one and uh, a very quick reminder to everyone that's listening to the radio show right now the we have moved out of the old infinity building so we are not there anymore we have you know streaming processes streaming you know businesses creating opportunities finding opportunities is what i do for a living so it made no sense to have our infinity franchise in that massive building considering that infinity is a is a is a boutique luxury car manufacturer it didn't make sense so we we made the business decision of moving the facility uh, moving the operations into the nissan store there will be some clear definitions between the two once the construction is done, but we are able to look after your needs better. We have more people available to you on a real-time, all-time, full-time basis. So before you make any car buying decision, it's very, very important that you come down and see the guy that started it all. That's myself. And since I don't have a life, I live at this place, except on Tuesdays, because on Tuesdays, I do laundry. You all know this. And I must remind each and every one of you that I love you all. I love everyone that listens to the show and everyone that touches my life in a positive way except one person. There is one of you that I don't love. There is no love for you. None. Zero. You know who you are and I don't love you. To the rest... I will do everything within my power to make your life better in every single possible way that I can. And remember this, folks. Before you make any car buying decisions, you need to come and see me. At Oakville Nissan. You know why, Nick? Because there's something happening here. (laughs) (laughs) You almost blew it again this week. There's something happening here at OakvilleNissan.com. Serving with you all. Autobots, roll out!